What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams. Back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast, here on the Free Agent Lifestyle new, channel. New, 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 new world order. You in here with the Roots Wayne. This is the King of Kings, the King of Content, and the Speaker of Truth, yours truly, the Notorious One. New, 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 new world. Order. AKA Mr. Coachalini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Adamas. You in the Desert Storm bunker with CGAC, God Allah, and the eight time demonetized champion of the world. I ain't got no yob. CGA. We got a great show for you today. We're going to talk about, we're going to show a video of a young woman and uh, two young women talking about the high value man and woman being overrated. As you guys know, this has been quite the conversation here in the space over the past few years and just over the past couple of days, just over the past week, this high value man thing has been pushed out into the forefront by one content creator and it has been discussed. People have been pushing for a definition. It is somewhat hard to define, but we got a lot of people out here in an economic situation where they broke and they looking for somebody. They're looking for what savior. And they're looking for somebody that is bringing a lot more to the table than them. And so we do have several segments that are going to piggyback each other. We have a series of videos by black women. I mean, I'm very, very sad for the community as to how further and further away this community is being divided um, and um, how this is uh, their own income earning potential in their own education is pushing them away from mate selection. So we're going to go through uh, several videos of that. We got some great videos of straggling Snickle Theater. We have Oakland as our feature city, and we're going to go in on Oakland. We have an Asian woman that goes viral for her unexpected voice and uh, so forth and so on. So a lot to prepare for. So to contribute to today's show, the Baby Mama Terrorist Fund says right here, the dollar sign, the notorious CGA cash app. Is, that's the cash app. Uh, Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV, and PayPal. PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And that is pinned to the top of the live chat on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. And you can super chat on the Notorious new, CGA new, channel. New, new world order. All right. And so uh, let's see if there's any earlier contributors to today's show. And uh, before we do that, before we do that, I actually want to show y'all uh, one thing real quick. Because it is Tuesday. It is Tuesday. And you know what that means. Gordita, it is a slow Tuesday time to get your gorditas out. And any one of you guys, whatever you got out here, whatever you like, your mastodons, <laughs> Miss Little Piggy, right? The little piggies went to the market. This little piggy stayed home. You guys know how you like it. It is Taco Tuesday, and the gorditas are on the menu. And uh, don't be afraid, ladies. Don't be afraid. Uh, you know, a lot of brothers do have love for y'all. As a matter of fact, um, a lot of brothers have been um, – you know, dealing with you apparently more than the 10 fingers. And let's go ahead and check her out. She's going to let you guys know more than the 10 fingers. She ain't no virgin. What's the question? What's your body count? What? What's your body count? Body count? 260. I'm not going to lie. No, not your, your body count. What do you mean? How many? Three, 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 three. Oh, no, she's way more lightweight than I am. Ma'am, how many bodies have you had sex with? Oh, no, I can't count that. <laughs> oh, no, I cannot. <laughs> Let's just say it's more than the 10 fingers. Okay? Ooh, okay. <laughs> All right, it's more than the 10 fingers, man. It's more than the 10 fingers. She went from weight to drinks 
how many drinks she can have. And then she went to those were all low. All right. Compared to her. Oh, you know, 260. I'm not going to lie. It's low. And then she said, oh, I can handle more drinks than her. Oh, my body count. More than the 10 fat chubby fingers, as you guys know. Yeah, more than the 10 fingers. All right. Wow. She up there, gentlemen. And I'm going to probably say, as they say, multiply by three. At least 30 men have hit that. All right. So crazy here. And as a matter of fact, sometimes we can be caught off guard uh, from these appearances, you know, because you guys get fooled really quickly. Take a look at this. Let me see. Let me see if I can pause this. Take a look at this young lady right here. Um, she has her face adorned with the greatest of makeup. She has her eyelashes. She has her wing uh, thing here. She has her hair done. She's she's combed her hair. All right. And look at that pretty face. Oh, my goodness. Look at that thing right there, man. Look. Hey, hey sign me up. Right. Sign me up. But, you know, there's always something to be said about getting a full body picture. What in the world? Oh, the humanity. Wait a minute. Like, wait, what did you do? What in the world? Wait a minute. Hold on for a second. Now, look at that pretty face. She got a face like Selena Gomez. All right. And then wait a minute. Hold up. Wait a minute. This is not <laughs> 260. I'm not going to lie. All right, boy. Man, boy, that is a switch up. That is a switch up. Always ask for a full body photography. Full body photo is needed. Well, oh, my gosh. I mean, I don't know how you do that, man. I don't know that. That is crazy, boy. That is a Gordit. Man, boy, somebody got her some flowers, though. <laughs> the Fupa print go crazy. That is definitely deception in the Decepticon, as you could say here. Man, I tell you, what a Wednesday. I mean, what a Tuesday. You wake up next to that, man. Boy, after that makeoff run off of her face, it's a Rapsky. All right, so let's get to the earlier contributors to today's show. Shout out to the Nasty Boys. We have the dictator in the building. He says, Coach, I need that belly deli. Get the lights up. Hey, you know what? Right before we get to the main event, we'll make sure we get the belly deli up because it is a Tuesday. All right, shout out to Jose Rodriguez. He says, yo, Coach, you guys had me dying on that podcast. You and Angry Man was on. Shout out to you. Um, yeah, I was on the podcast with the Angry Man, Steve Williams. And uh, Mr. 1950, it is on the midst of 1950 channel. And uh, yeah, it was one of those days where we were just going crazy. All right. Shout out to you. Marriage causes divorce. High value man doesn't mean a thing. Tom Brady, Johnny Depp, Kanye, Dr. Drizze. He says all got separated from their kids and money. He's in love. She's in business. All right. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that high value man thing. As you guys know, I, I haven't really been a big proponent of pushing the high value man narrative. In fact, when it was made popular, I'd never jumped on board on it. I was like, you know, and it wasn't against the content creator that was pushing it, you know, and everybody think that that was sneak this in him. It ain't sneak this in him. Look, I, I just didn't believe in the high value man concept. I didn't because I just immediately when I heard about it, I said, you're just going to be high value target. So, um, you know, when you're when you're thinking about how that mean, what that means is people are going to target you specifically for or what they see you have. And what you'll find out is you'll probably hate people a lot more. The fact that they're targeting you because of what you have, as opposed to your character. All right. What you do in the community, your service, uh, blue collar men oftentimes are automatically eliminated from the conversation of high value men. 
Um, this conversation about high value, man, often is sitting around some guy who's an executive working his way up, suit and tie. And I dismissed it from the beginning. I was like, I'm not with it because it's painting it's painting a only a certain type of guy to be uh, highly sought out. And for the community at large, the black community, where overwhelmingly the majority of men are blue collar, not white collar. They're not educated at the rate that the women are. And you're pushing a narrative that the small percentage of men that wear suits and ties are the only guys. I mean, he at minimum, he's got to wear a suit and a tie. Ninja. <laughs> like, that's the bottom bear. Like, that's the minimum, because if he doesn't, he's blue collar. If he wears T-shirts and shorts to work, he, you know. And then it often also brings up the rappers and the actors and celebrities. So this idea that high value starts with you have to be white collar oriented or entrepreneur. And then even you could be a drug dealer or a scammer. I mean, but it completely eliminates it. It, it, um, it completely eliminates the blue collar field worker or the guys that are working their way up. So I never uh, I never attached to the high value man. I don't believe in the concept. I'm only, I, I believe in portions of it, but I don't believe in calling certain people high value. Um, and certainly for women as well. Uh, women as well. I don't believe high value means you look pretty. Like, I mean, look, we just showed you a video. And when we get to this part of the show, I'll break it down even further. But we showed you this video right here. Like this woman, like, I mean, at first glance, I, I know we already know, we already know what the, the body looks like. At first glance, from this angle, with this lighting and this makeup, many people would be like, oh, she pretty. She she higher value than the rest. Now, for me, I go, well, you know, obviously, I would like to see more. And once you see more, then you realize, oh, yeah, I mean, there she goes. She disqualified herself. She might think she's high value because she can paint her face up like the road warriors and sting. But when people are just wearing makeup and, and, and are pretty and curvy, I don't think that's a high value woman. Now, I can rate her as a higher rate, right? I can say, well, she's an eight, eight and a half, nine, right? But that doesn't mean she brings value to you at, in a relationship, right? So I've dismissed both of those archetypes as being viable enough to get in relationships, right? I've dismissed it. And um, and we have a couple of people actually going to uh, back me up on this one, all right? And we got uh, Miller says, cut that bitch off. Next caller, indeed. Yes. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. Hopefully, we'll be able to put that on there. I think we do. We got a couple of sisters in here who definitely we going to cut that bitch off. All right. Because they in there, man, these sisters out here, poor, poor sisters, they out here bugging. They don't got no hope out here in terms of finding what they want. They're lost. They're absolutely lost. All right. What do we got here? Shout out to Daniel. This is from yesterday, but we'll call you Daniel. He says, supporting the show. Finally adjusting to the dry weather. Indeed. All right. Where did I, how did I miss these yesterday? Eugene, some pastors have to be poor. Some pastors, uh, should pastors have to be poor? Uh, who should decide how much a pastor should have? Job was a righteous man. Or I, I listen, this is all out of context, but this is from yesterday. I think you meant Job. Listen, Job was a righteous man and he was rich. But um, yeah, I think the, the, the idea is, the problem is for, for that particular group of people, they tend to have poor parishioners and then they tend to um, have to manipulate the system in order to get money. Right. But I get it. I understand. I'm not saying they have to be poor, but then, you know, they kind of make the, they make it, they make it hard on themselves by saying this is a, remember, this is a, re, a residential 
uh, service community. It, it was weird. All right. Shout out to Thomas says, Coach, bring in the fire. All right. How did I miss these yesterday? El Santo, my contribution, great content. What that mean? That is a co-sponsorship. How did I miss these yesterday? I'm I missed them. I missed them. All right. So uh, let me get back over to PayPal and then let's see if we can get on with the show. Swagitude says, your owl analogy last week made me fall the F out. <laughs> All right. Yes, indeed. All right. Oh, man, we still got a, lo a, a couple more. Thank you, brothers. Wow. Sheesh. All right. People are kicking in here. Shout out to marriage causes divorce. I'm oh, sorry. Uh, John Angelo says, See, uh, good morning, CGA. A small donation. I could not stop laughing at the orgy dude. Yes. He says, take me out with the. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, Free agent lifestyle for life. Yeah, the orgy dude. It's pronounced orgy. All right. Marriage causes divorce, child support, and kids are high value, not the man. Mm. Child support. You know how child support is. All right. Child support. Weirdos. All right. Shout out to Moose Hefner says, instead of having men cold approach chairs, PUAs will start using AI that can respond back. All right. Wow. That would be interesting. All right, let me do one more, and then I got to get on with the show because he's came in mad early. And then we have KW in the building. What did you say? He says, at my corporate job, and all I can hear, he says, and all I hear from the exes, sorry, at my corporate job, and all I can hear from the ex-exes in the meeting is chicken box. <laughs> and them stepping on each other's toes. I'm glad I work from home because I can listen to you during all of this useless chat. <laughs> Shout out to the XXs at the work. All right. Uh, wanting to be heard. This is the only attention they're going to get all week. And so they definitely want to be heard. All right. Let's get to the show. And I'm going to come back to the contributions here. Give this man a degree. All right. This brother here goes to Morehouse College, I believe, out in Atlanta, Georgia. And apparently somebody street interviewing him and uh, let's see him. He's a little bit nerdy and all of that stuff. Take a look at him. He's got a do rag on. He looks kind of like, you know, he's kind of looked like he's out of place. And uh, here's a straggle daggle. Well, I won't call her a straggle daggle. She's slimmy. I'm going to just call her a slimmy. And Jay Steph, according to this uh, place here, they're, they're interviewing him. Let's see how this goes. If you can make her laugh, right? You can have her. <laughs> I can have her. Yeah, you can have her. I never wanted her. You know, right? If you can make her laugh, right? You can have her. <laughs> I can have her. Yeah, you can have her. I never wanted her. All right. And sometimes, you know, these are some skits. I can't tell what it is, but give this man his degree. He doesn't belong on the college campus. This man came in with the fire. Oh, my Lord, my man said, I mean, she I would have folded her up. But, hey, that's neither here nor there. My man said, I can have her. I never wanted her. Lord, have mercy. Stop with the rejections, man. Hold up. Let me get it back here. Stop with the rejections, man. We don't have to be this mean out here, do we? All right. Yes, we do sometimes. That's right. You can have her. <laughs> I can have her. Yeah, you can have her. I never wanted her. Jesus. All right. Chill out. And uh, she seems shocked. Sometimes these things are planned or a skip, but you know, right. All right. Uh, everybody's going to fold that up, but I get what he's saying. And he might be 
flying twice as high. You know, uh, that might be a reason why he doesn't want her. And she kind of looking straggle dagglish, but that could be the reason why he seems like he's yes. Uh, but anyway, uh, listen, these are these are these are uncalled for ways to treat people in public. <laughs> these are uncalled ways to treat people in public, but I will give him his degree. He handled his business. All right. Shout out to her. And if you want to if you want to recover from that, please come see CGA. I'm sure we can fold you up like a piece of origami. All right. Anyway. What do we got here? Straggling Sniggle Theater. We are already ready for Straggling Sniggle Theater. Let's get it. Hey, ride with me if you ride with me. You can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky. Come get high with me. That's a deal, right? Ride. All right. And so we got a great Straggling Sniggle Theater here. We're going to do our featured city of the day. And we're going to go out to the O-A-K-L-A-N-D. All right. Oakland, California. We always talk about cities. We got to talk about Oakland today. Apparently, driving around Oakland is a ghost town out here. Look at this. This is despicable. Look at this. These people here got the, I mean, who's stealing tires, man? They stealing your tires. They all in here. Look at this, man. People living in their cars. This is absolutely, absolute disgrace of a city, Oakland, California. And they just lost the Oakland A's and the Oakland Raiders the last couple of years to Las Vegas. But Oakland is not a destination. I mean, even if you travel to the Bay Area, I mean, you could take the Bay Area, you could take the bridge, the Bay Bridge and go over to Oakland, maybe end up in Oakland Hills just to say you went there, but there's nothing there. There's absolutely nothing there, but what a disgrace of a town. I mean, <laughs> listen, all right, they need to, I mean, and they're they're completely a liberal shithole, if you will. I mean, they are completely lived out. And as you can see, look at the results of the city that they live in there, Oakland. Um, we should see some at some particular point, some of these Vallejo, Rich, uh, Rich, Richmond, and Oakland straggle daggles. All right, we definitely got to see some of those, but this is actually just burnt out. This is a burnt out city, and it ain't going to ever recover. It ain't going to ever recover. Actually, they also lost the Golden State Warriors. All right, the Golden State Warriors left Oakland, so they lost three teams in three years. Three teams in three years. The Golden State Warriors moved to San Francisco. So, yeah, I mean, Oakland is done. Go ahead and don't, go ahead and sound the bell for Oakland. Poor Oakland. There was a guy in here. There was a guy in here defending Oakland one time, and I was like, you act like I've never been to any of these cities I talk about. Every single one of these cities I talk about, I've been there. At least I set foot on the land. I've been to Oakland way too many times. It is behind about 15 years. They still have ninjas out here pimping. Feel most slim running around Oakland still. I don't know, man. Terrible. Broke land. It's terrible. All right. Um, an Asian woman goes viral. Ling Ling out here. The A's going to Las Vegas. Yes, the A's going to Vegas. They just uh plunked down. But we got a Ling Ling coming up. Speaking of Ling Ling, we got a Ling Ling that's going to come up. And she's a pretty Ling Ling. But she done went viral because of the way she talks. It was an unexpected way that she talks. And the viral video was because uh, a man, I actually remember this guy on TikTok. All right. He was one of the only accounts I followed on TikTok when I had my first account. And it says right here, uh, he would get on the train and he would, uh, he would, uh, he would paint, he would paint or draw the woman. And then he give the person the drawing. So let's take a look at the video. All right. I got to turn the music off. So he starts drawing her. 
And uh, what a pretty lingling. Look at her. She got a full lip, full nose. Look at her. She got, oh, yeah, look at that, man. I tell you. Here, let's put some background music on it right there. Look at that. I really love their hair. Their hair is so shiny and silk. Yeah. Look at that hair. Mm, mm, right off the boat. Right off the boat, fellas. <laughs> I mean, listen. Y'all taking that, brothers? Yes, indeed. Hey, indeed. That's like going to Japan. All right, here we go. That's a pretty drawing. Uh, let's take a look or a listen at her reaction. Here we go. Damn. Fine. <laughs> you did that? Yeah. I ain't paying you no bitch. I'll take you. Wait a minute. She sounds like a straggle daggle. Hold up. Look at that face. Look at, look at her. This is a pretty girl. God dang. I was waiting for her to bow. Hold up. Oh, there's been mad controversy about my voice and what the fuck I said. Bitch, let me tell you something. This is the last time I'm going to fucking say this shit. My voice is how the fuck I fucking sound. I'm not going to fake some shit for 19 fucking years. That don't make no fucking sense. Bitch, if I grew up around the fucking hood, if I grew up in the projects, I'm going to speak how the people around me speak. Well, that didn't exactly go how the way I wanted it to go. I mean, listen, that would have ruined my whole erection if I would have had you in there. Bruh, <laughs> she sounded like, what in the world? I was not anticipating that. I mean, she's a pretty Ling Ling, too. What in the world happened? Wait a minute. If I go to school with people who speak like this, I'm going to speak how I speak. That's not how, that's not faking or nothing like that. You a product of your environment. Y'all bitches should know that shit. And bitch, if I live in China, I damn well be speaking mad Chinese. Like, come on, this, this is fucking science, bro. Like, not even science. This is ABC, motherfucker. Like, come on. You telling me I shouldn't be speaking like this. So how should I speak like? You tell me how I should speak like. And that's not being stereotypical because I'm Asian, because I look Asian. I should speak a certain way. That's not <laughs> Listen. Oh, the humanity. Wow. I mean... This is, she's definitely from New York. <laughs> what in the world? I would have never called this. Look at that pretty hair, too. What the, wait. Not being racist in itself. That don't make no sense. And on topic of me saying that word, nah, that was all on me. That shit was there on me. Don't mean nowhere. Don't mean if I grew up around people who said it. Don't mean who, who referred to me, who said it, who, which they did. That's my fault for thinking I was okay for me to say it. That was not, that's not. I don't even understand what she's talking about. She's not even making any sense. She's all over the place. I mean, oh, listen, the rule still apply. Better seen, not heard. The real stills reply. The still the rule still applied. You're better seen as opposed to being heard. And this is a classic scenario. She probably loses out on all kind of situations. I already know she's been throttled in the hood. You already know she's been throttled in the hood. Like throttled. Like oochie ouchie. Like ninjas then ran trayings on that. You can already tell she's been imprinted. Ninjas then ran. I mean, abusive, de disgraceful, degrading trains on her. <laughs> All right. They took her right there. Boom. All right. Face that just degrading. You already know it. I mean, listen, there's not even a there's not even a doubt in my mind. That she ain't been degraded, boy. Woo! 
not it. Because at the end of the day, I'm not black. That was disrespectful to the African American community, and I should never be saying that shit. I issued an apology, and I meant that shit. I'm gonna learn from it, and I'm gonna never ever say that shit again because that shit's not cool. But even though I meant that shit in no offensive way, no disrespect, that's something I should not be saying. <laughs> listen, listen, wowzers, man. I tell you, man, I don't even know. I, she, I don't even. I can't even. I can't even. That was just too much of a surprise for me. I did not see that one coming. All right. Uh, especially somebody didn't see something coming. We're going to show you a video of a sister girl, sister girl, and she a nice piece of sister girl. What's wrong with these people out here? How can they cannot find mates like this doesn't make any sense. All right. Look at this sister right here. I got I got collarbone showing. She's pretty. She got makeup. She average. She's slightly above average. She a good looking girl. I don't see hair and weave and all that stuff. The hoop earrings are small. She ain't got tattoos and shit. Okay. What is the problem with her? These people like this can't find mates. Now, this is on Black Ram 313's YouTube page. Go give him a subscribe. He's been here in, uh, in this space for quite a long time. And he's going to talk about this sister. And she's going to say nobody approaches her. Remember, People will be like, cold approach is still alive. No, it's not. It's not. It's dead. All right. Now, that doesn't mean that people don't use it. But overwhelmingly, it was the way people got together to mate. Now, people use a variety of other ways. But let this sister speak on it. Why she can't find a mate or get cold approached. Here we go. Is it just me? Yes. Is it just me or do men not approach women anymore? No, it's just not you. All right. Most women are being they're turning men off men are somewhat uh not they're tired of rejection and they're tired of being judged belittled all right and they're tired of being uh told that they're not good enough yeah all right and so men have gone to different routes and strategies to get women all right so no it's not only you let's get to it like i'm not the approaching type i can't approach Anyone. <laughs> anyway. All right. So as she's doing the video, as she's doing the video, she says, I can't approach anyone. So she sees what I'm assuming is a guy. And that was her approach. y'all. That was her. That was her choosing signal. So when people talk about choosing signals, listen to this. I'm not the approaching type. I can't. So she sees a guy right there. Approach anyone. He walks behind her. She, he check, she checks for him. All right, and so most guys can't even get this. All right, most guys can't even get a woman to check for him, right? Like most women just walk, breeze right past you. So she actually turned back and looked. And I'm assuming he turned back and looked. Now watch. One, two. <laughs> two and a half seconds of looking. Now, how many times have you heard women say, well, I looked at him and I chose him and I gave him choosing signals. He should have approached me. He should have known. She looked for two and a half seconds. Two and a half seconds. And then goes after complaining that she never gets approached. She gave a guy a choosing signal. She laughed like, <laughs> what is that? Look for two and a half seconds. <laughs> and so was that a laugh of don't you know not to be looking at me? Like, you know, guys don't. Some guys don't know. Some guys don't have game. Are you laughing at me? Are you laughing because you're nervous? What is it? Are you being a kid? What? Yeah, you're being childish. What is this? All right, because then, then here's the thing. If he approaches her, she's going to start off with objections, which is natural for women. So even though she's saying men don't approach, 
I gave a choosing signal. He approached me. She's going to start with rejections and naturally and rightfully so. Every woman should almost always start off with an objection. And this is why. This is why if you're looking for an honest mate and you're a woman and a guy approaches you and you says, okay, and you jump right to it, guess what's going to happen? If you happen to want anything serious from that guy, he's going to believe you're easy to pick up. Even Tupac said it. All right. I don't want it if it's that easy. So he's not going to value you as a highly selectable person if you're if he believes that, hey, I walked up to you, you gave me the number and you was with it. What about the next guy? Are you going to do that, too? So you're never going to be seen seriously if you automatically give a guy a number as soon as he walks up. All of a sudden, he's going to be like, all right, I'll skeet down your throat and I'll be done. So you have this thing that this battle back and forth. But she wants this guy to approach her. I'm assuming. And then when he doesn't, she goes on this tirade as a why she's not approached. Let's continue. But I get eye contact like I just did. But I saw some fun. But I get eye contact like I just did. Yeah, so the eye contact. Eye contact. It's eye contact. I gave him eye contact. Let's go ahead and count it back again. Just so you see how despicable uh, approaching has become. She gave him two seconds of eye contact which is almost most than most men get. I'm going to tell you that right now. Most of y'all ain't getting two seconds. But her two-second approach and signal was to walk away, continue walking away, look backwards, and continue to walk in the opposite direction. That's, make, that's marking availability so that then the guy has to do what? The guy has to do what? I got to go chase you down. Okay, because you're walking away as you're giving me eye contact. You're laughing. Now I got to say, let me spring into action. Now I got to divert my attention to you as I was walking behind you. Now I got to go behind you, chase after you. Hey, baby, as you're walking away. Hey, what's your name? Oh, my name, Tamika. Oh, Tamika, where are you from? And then I got to spring into action with my game as she's walking. Now, what you're doing at that point, gentlemen, you're, you're lowering yourself. I know you think you have game, but you're lowering yourself to her if she's not treating you with enough respect to stop and at least hear your pitch and politely decline she's not she's not somebody you should be approaching all right now you're belittling and beneath, uh, putting you beneath her as to, hey you want me bad enough all right you gonna have to walk keep up with me no 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 no. this is absolutely disgraceful and she's wondering again why i don't get approached here we go let's play a little bit again like i'm not the approaching type i can't approach anyone <laughs> <laughs> but I get eye contact like I just did you need to okay never mind but I saw some fine fine man did you see some yeah we just went to uh, black on a block in Texas saw some gorgeous men but none of them approached me and I can't I'm not the approaching type I can't do it but if you approach me, I am nice. Okay, so she's offering that, hey, listen, I saw some gorgeous men, some men that I would select from, and but I'm not the approaching type. Some men mentioned that she's shy. She's trying to play the endearing lady. Oh, you know, approach me. I'm good. You know what I mean? And then also she's single. Now, here's the thing. She says, I'm nice as well. So that will indicate that you're not going to get destroyed. She's saying, if you approach, unless you just don't fit the narrative. We, we just don't know. We're just taking her word from it. All right. 
Now, she's also nice. That means if you approach her, you might waste a considerable amount of time and she might not even have the intent to move forward with you because she's nice, which is another thing guys want to avoid, right? And this is why people use tactics like mode one because you want to get direct to the point as to not waste time. So this is why guys and dating coaches have these strategies because of people like this and people like people who uh, reject people very vigorously, like hard. So now you have this. Where she says, I'm nice, approach me. That doesn't mean you're getting anywhere. She just wants to be approached. And if you don't qualify, you might even waste time with someone who is nice. And guys don't want to do this. You see what's happening, guys. You see where the world is going. Now, here's the thing. You might say, well, I got strategies and tactics against that. Well, go ahead and open up a dating course. I mean, because you're, you're going to have a hard time selling that to men today. Men don't need those tactics because that's just to even get a conversation and a phone number from the woman, let alone try to extend the relationship out two, three dates and or two, three months and or two or three years. All right. This part right here is where it's problematic. And um, you you also don't want women approaching men. That's not going to be the solution either, because obviously then they'll only approach the top tier men. Here we go. I'm just about to be single for forever. Black Ram 313. All right, go get Black Ram 313. She says, I'm just, so her solution, her solution to it all, it's sad. It's sad. Is that she says, if no men approach me, which is her current belief system right now, which is the majority of women are experiencing this. There are some women that aren't. Some women are. Her solution is, I'll be single forever then. Mm. This is where we're going. <laughs> this is where we're going, man. This is how far we're going back, back off of the mate selection chart. And so this is the this is where she's going with it. Hey, um, I gave my two, I gave my two seconds of eye contact. I laughed, I giggled, I'm shy, I can't approach. Men should approach me, men should chase me. They don't chase me, then so be it. I'll just stay single. Right, right. So this is where we're standing. And unfortunately, I don't think things are gonna change anytime soon. I don't think things are going to change anytime soon. All right. So and dating coaches, you got your work cut out for you because what you have to do is not only sell the guy your course, you have to sell them that you can be able to solve problems. And um, uh, for the new dating coaches in this field, this has already been done and it has turned men to these acronyms, <laughs> ac uh, acronyms, MGTOW, SYSBM, and IMMORE, and all of the rest, Passport Bros. Uh, the dating coaching culture has turned more men against dating than it has brought men success in dating. So you might not know that you might think, Oh, I, I could teach men. The dating coaching in the PUA arena has turned more men off of dating than it has brought men success. Mm. <laughs> All right. So good luck. All you're going to do is probably piss off 80% of your clients. That's what you're going to do. You're going to piss them off. Right. Um, but trust me, I've been there, done that. You you might not know, but I know. All right, anyway. We got uh, this sister right here. Do you agree with her? Let me see if I can find this right here. Am I on this one? Do you agree, agree with this sister right here? She's a mixed system. She's going to say why men, I don't, uh, you know, there's a there's a thing that, um, let me see here. These uh, it says right here, y'all idolize rappers, baby moms, like uh, like uh, I can't even remember these shows, but basketball wives. Um, there's a couple of shows I can't even remember. Loving hip hop. All right, real housewives of 
Atlanta. And so one of the criticisms that she's responding to is that they are idolizing baby mamas, rappers, baby mamas. Now, she's going to say who men idolize. She's going to talk about who men idolize. And I want you to hear her rationality, right? You might agree with her. You might disagree with her. But this is how women, some women think. Let's go ahead and let it rip. Men say shit like this and made me laugh because y'all do the same thing just in a different form. Y'all idolize men who throw balls. Y'all could tell us how well the men throw balls. Y'all got they statistics, they numbers, they track record on how well, how long they've been throwing them goddamn balls. Y'all watch them throw them balls three, four times a week. Y'all watch them throw them balls 17 different ways because, you know, there's 17 different games of men throwing balls. Y'all know all them men who throw balls names, their history, what schools they've been at throwing them balls, what teams they played for throwing them balls. Y'all wear them men's name on y'all back. They numbers throwing them goddamn balls. Wearing another grown man's last name on your goddamn back. But when but when a lady is pretty and fly and her hair look nice and she kind of funny and she happen to have a baby by a rapper, bitches are weird for tapping in. Y'all are obsessed with men who throw balls. I heard him because I'm not even done. Y'all sit up and watch entire TV channels where you sit and watch other men tell you their opinion of the men throwing the balls and how well they throwing the balls. Y'all sit and play games simulating pretending to be these these men who throw the balls because y'all like us so much y'all go as far as to get numbers tatted on you names tatted on you faces tatted on you of these men who throw these balls men can't tell me shit bro y'all are crazy all right so you hear the argument there that's listen this is i know you guys don't you might not agree but reverend x want to ask her something right here i don't give a fuck what you think bitch cut that bitch off Next caller. All right, so Reverend X had to tap, tap in on this one. Interesting perspective here. Interesting perspective. I've even heard men actually address this one as well um, about men who watch sports aren't high-value men, right? I mean, I've heard people go that far and be like, if you watch sports, you're not high-value men. I remember when I was in college, um, anybody that wore – this was before Mitchell and Ness. Mitchell, everybody remember the throwback jersey phase. Um, I remember before the throwback – Jersey phase, men used to be like, you wearing another man's name on they on your back, right? Um, so I've heard that argument before, even from men back in the day. And these were athletes. These were athletes. These were like the big-time athletes on uh, the college campus. They would be like, I would never wear another man's name on my back. So what she's saying is not new, all right? What she's saying is not new. Even in this space, men would say the exact same thing. Hey, you're wasting too much on my sword. Now, what she's saying is we're idolizing them and it's okay to idolize rapper's baby's mama because their hair looks good or whatever she gave. And um, and the, the equivalent of that is you idolizing men who throw balls. That's what she's saying. And I think she tried to make it and insinuate it as some sort of reading rainbow shit, right? She's like, oh, it's, so she's using the phrase throw balls, all right, as an intent to make you guys feel bad about watching. Now, in my opinion, this is a false equivalency. This is a false equivalency because, number one, many of us have other interests in the teams uh, and sometimes the guys, but sometimes it's a gambling interest. Sometimes it's a long-term loyalty interest. It's something to do to get our mind off of work and it's allow us to relax so we follow our team. Yes, we might know statistics and watch the pregame and the postgame show. All right, so but she's using that as an equivalency for her to follow baby mama of rappers, baby mamas of athletes, which don't do anything. Like, are, is she... 
Like we played sports or we attempted to play sports. Is she attempting to be a baby mama of a rapper? I have no idea, but she's not even saying that. She's saying we're looking at the looks. What do you think about this? What do you think about this? Do you think this is projection? Do you think this is shame, insult, guilt, and need to be right? Do you think this is gaslighting? Do you think this is a false equivalency? Or do you think she's right? Now, I can't put all of that in the poll, but go ahead and poll it because you, I'm not poll it. Go ahead and put your comment in because although you might not agree with her, I'm sure in the comment section, women are in there. Um, it says right here, this guy says, so she's comparing world-class athletes to rappers, baby mamas. Exactly, yes. Right here, so she thought she did something. This guy said preaching or reaching. All right, idolizing anybody is weird to me. What's the baby mama's parlay right now? <laughs> What's the again the gambling interest? What's the baby mama's parlay right now? Yeah, so the gambling interest in it. And so, as you can see here, somebody says, Here's a woman here, she's not reaching at all. Everyone just wants to rationalize the F ish they do. Really, is delusion and delusional as F to be worried about any of this BS rappers, baby mamas, or men throwing balls. All right, here we go. All right. Somebody says, all I heard was chicken bop. All right. You see what I'm saying here? But listen, whether she's right or not, just think about it. You probably had enough people here that agree with her. Let me see here. I'm going to, let me see here. I'm going to see if I can find one more. <laughs> The comment section is tearing their ass up. This is why men get paid more than women. All right, shout out to that one right there. Listen, I'm telling you. And of course, that's a sister. And sisters be way off base. As a matter of fact, I've said this before. If any black women watch me, I've said this before. And this is not to belittle you, but this is the honest to God truth. And um, if you listen to this, this possibly might save your life. If any black women are in here, and I'm not saying again, because y'all be y'all be mad when people talk about y'all. I'm not attacking you. All right. There's only a couple of y'all that I would do anyway. All right. But um, if you want to know, sisters, the key to understanding who you are, and this key will change your life, let me know. I'm only talking to the sisters because I know I got a lot of sisters in here. All right. And I got a lot of sisters in here that watch me. Do you want to know the key? No, it's not don't be seen. It's not be seen, not heard, okay? It's not that. And they're, it's too early in the show because they still got to get permission. But I'm going to tell you the key to understanding who the hell you are. He said, no, not the quiet down. Brothers want to hear. All right, Nicole is in here. She's laughing. And I say this from my heart. I'm going to tell you this, and this is going to change your life. It's going to change your life, all right? Here it is, sisters. Whatever it is that you think and what when you take that thought and you open your mouth and the thought comes out, just realize there's a 98% chance that what you're saying is wrong as hell. I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm just letting y'all know. I mean, it's. Not only is it wrong, it's completely wrong. It, it's, it's horribly wrong. As a matter of fact, it didn't even think it, it is absolutely trash opinion. Almost all of it. Now, if you if you understood that, if you understood that, it will change your life. But 
Like it has like you you haven't um, you haven't uh, weighed out the pros and cons of your decision or whatever it is you said. You haven't said any goddamn thing like you. You haven't said anything that would affect that whatever you think is going to affect the greater society negatively. I'm telling you, whatever you're about to say, as soon as you open your mouth, there's a 98 percent chance that that shit is out of left field and wrong on face. <laughs> right. It's absolutely wrong. It's like wrong. It's disgracefully wrong. So if you understood that, that might change. your. It might make you it might make you think before you start speaking. And I don't know if I need to tell you this. Just look at the results. I'm just letting you know. Look at the results. This is not out of the kind. This is like, you know, because we got we got relatives out here. Some of us brothers, we got relatives out here that are black women. And we'd be like, damn, if we because. To be honest with you, what you've gotten away with, what you've gotten away with is men not not more or less checking you, but not correcting you. And the reason why that you're not being corrected is dudes just gave up. They just gave up. They just like, well, I ain't going to correct her. Because normally what happens is when you correct her, she gets louder. And in her world, whoever is the loudest wins. Whoever can carry on the petty wins whoever can throw insults and shame wins right and so if i hear a woman i'm just sitting there and i hear a sister say something and i say you know what hey you know what um what you're saying is off base because you haven't actually thought well then she says i'm gonna raise the volume on the con of, of the conversation i win or she's gonna say i'm gonna just start insulting you and then i win and then if as long as i get everybody laughing at whatever i said not correcting you but whatever i'm saying if i can get everybody to laugh i win so when men know this and, and, and what sisters have to understand is men's worst experiences have not come from women that they dated. They came from women that they grew up with, like cousins and, and, and aunts and grandmothers and mothers. And so by the time the dude gets to dating age, he's already had negative experiences with women. And I'm not saying this as a reflection of my family. I'm just saying on a day to day basis, he's learned more about women growing up in women households and around women and having women babysitters and family members than he can learn from dating. And he's learned real fast that you can't correct this individual. So you often make them believe that they're right by not challenging them. You're like, I'm just not going to challenge the shit. And then she says, nobody challenges it. I'm right. And if anybody does challenge, then they get their head bitten off and then they go, well, I guess I'm not going to challenge that. So this is what happens. You guys got away with a whole bunch and you guys don't realize that almost everything you say is completely wrong. And the statistics back it up. The data backs it up. The relationships, the marriages, the divorce, early terminations of pregnancy, single motherhood. All right. Uh, you can't find men at your equivalent uh, um, uh, income. It's almost that you don't realize how wrong you are. Like, God damn. <laughs> But nobody can tell you anything. Anyway, let's get to some contributions here. Sad, sad reality of the situation. And of course, I have to say this. The other races of women have their problems too. All right. So it's not that I want to pick up the other race of women and put down those women. But yeah, man, nobody wants to deal with that shit. Nobody wants to deal with that shit. All right. Not many guys are going to put up with that. Yo, we got a. Uh, did I get a. Uh, did I get marriage calls divorce? He says child support and kids are high value. Not the man. Bitches be running the child support. I'm independent. I'm strong. And they go right to child support. Give me money. Give me money. After extorting you, holding your kids hostage. 
I need monies. I need monies. Swagger to shout out to you. Speaking of monies. He says your owl analogy last week made me fall the F out. I have to acknowledge that you spot co-sponsored. Jaime or Jamie Torres says, thanks for all that you do, man, to look up to. He says, much of what you teach, I pass down to my oldest son. All right. And our sons need to know um, this stuff. Our sons need to be armed with the after pill. Yeah. Shout out to Derek Eaton. Patrice O'Neill said women possess no skills to get a man. None. I mean, their skills are inherent, inherently given to them. So they might think that's enough. And many times if they're fat is deposited uh, in the right areas and they can get the white un right underwiring and uh, they have the right physique, they don't need any skill. Right. But they do need the skill to yeah possess a man. Right. To keep the guy. Chadwick Fairbanks says, I've been with multiple successful women here in Arizona, manufactured 7.5. He says, had this combo, they are all the same thing. If I can't get a high-value man, I'll stay single forever. It's so frustrating to hear. Well, and uh, most of it is that, uh, like the previous Super Chat, they don't have the skills to possess a guy. All right, they can get the guys. And uh, but they can't keep the guy, but it's always the other guy's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault, if you will. And it's all Jermaine's fault. It's right. always Jermaine's I mean, you know how many girls have been flown out by and, and not a lot of them. I'm just gonna say all of this. They've been flown out by high celebrity men, they've been in the aura in the arena of high status men. They've been on boats and yachts or parties, invited to parties, right? They've been brought to the VIP section, they've been given drinks by men. Like they've been, they've been like the a, rag, a regular average woman who has a good, uh, good, good, good um, body, right? A good body and a decent face can get in the arena of men that we would have to wait in line to talk to, wait in line for. But they've gotten right in front of these guys and turned it, turned nothing out of it, nothing. And the only thing, the worst thing they've got out of it, it was um, pumped and dumped. Right. Or nothing. And then the best thing they got is a lawsuit. Right. That's not what they get out of it. Rarely now can they turn that into marriage. Sincere says gaslighting, sign language and rainbow phobia are all on one bird brain post. Indeed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, again, she actually tried to insinuate that men are flaming hot because they watch sports. All right. And they're the ones that support the flaming hot community, not us. That, I find that odd that they use that as a way to belittle men when, in fact, aren't they the ones supporting that com community more often than not? Like, how are you how are you using that as a shaming tactic? Like when they called Kevin uh, flaming hot. <laughs> but I'm like, but y'all love flaming hot guys. Y'all love them, right? Y'all y'all the ones telling us to embrace them. You telling our sons to embrace them <laughs> like what the hell? Let me see. What do we got here? Let me check uh, Venmo love. What are we doing? All right. Venmo's hard time. Venmo's thinking about it. All right. But I do have to catch up with PayPal. So let me get to those brothers. Let me get up. Catch up. Catch up. All right. Uh, let's see here. Yeah. We call them the flaming hots. We got our man, Jay Cool. I hope you're back in the building. What did you say? He says to that Miller Lite women ad. He says, did you see that Joker post a video that caught her in her hypocrisy? In 4K, I did not. I did not. Only saw one video on it, and uh, it wasn't the Joker's video, but maybe I'll catch the same thing, all right? Rational Rationality says, had a Macedon attack me at the store for some 
chicken nuggets. Shout out to her. We got our brother here, co-sponsorship. Ryu, we call you. He says, Sensei Adams, this is from the Dragon of the East. Shout out to you. And he says, uh, Sawadi Karab. Hello. Greetings from Thailand. Another day and blessing. Always a blessing to live the free agent lifestyle while in Southeast Asia. Interesting fact. The first cape case of super gonorrhea came from Thailand. Patient Zero was contracted, uh, who contracted it from a Thai woman, was from the United Kingdom. Wow, be careful out there, boy. I'm telling you, boy, I tell you, man. Good Lord, be careful, man. Y'all got to strap it up. He says, peace, quiet, and freedom forever. Free agent lifestyle for life. And he says, cat bun crab. Thank you and Thai. He says, for your continued wisdom, knowledge, and guidance. Thank you, brother, for that. And thank you for that interesting fact. I know y'all brothers be running over there to Thailand Ross, raw dogging, <laughs> raw dogging. All right, because you'd be like, hey, I'm over here, man. I ain't nothing could happen to me going to raw dogging. You better be careful. So uh, super gonorrhea is out. And by the way, super gonorrhea is, um, I think, I think uncurable. They might have find same, something. But the thing of the, that distinguishes gonorrhea and super gonorrhea is that they don't have a cure for it. So watch out. Watch out. Cloud. Says, well, that's all we'll call you. He says, I just wanted to shout out to all the men and women who work hard and are responsible and do the right thing and are not a drag on society. I think these people should be celebrated more indeed. And we're we're actually going to celebrate this because um, when this woman is going to speak about the high value man, what is going on here? Uh, high value man. She's going to talk about the the average person and the average person does not get. I'm not saying being average, but the average person, and many of us are just average looking, we're average height, we're average earners. Many of us don't get the credit we deserve because we're not causing no problems out here. It's these people that think they're way above average, and then the ninjas way below average, the straggles way below average. Yeah. Okay. All right. Shout out to Newski says, took my mom and girlfriend out for Mother's Day. And had a good time, but black men have no voice in the community. We had a couple of conversations, and they didn't even want to hear me out. Yeah. They don't want to even hear you out. All right. I don't know what that is. Um, if this was a case of something that has been going on for the entire history of our relationships here, I really can't tell. All right. I'm not the dude to debate. Uh, I saw a debate go on. Yesterday, and it was the most the most boring debates I ever seen. Ninja them flew all the way to Miami, and they was talking about bonobos. And shout out to the people who like the the social scientists. It's not even social science. What is it called? Uh, they was talking about lions, and they was talking. I was like, yo, hey, let me tell y'all something. If y'all ever want to bring me on a debate and y'all start talking about that shit i'm out i'm out of here yeah evolutionary psychology ninja please oh my god i was like man listen there's a time and a place there's a time and a place for that shit but i'd rather be at the junior college like 
<laughs> like, oh my Lord, Jesus Christ, man. No, nah, man. That debate is about ninjas that get no punani. All right. <laughs> this is supposed to be the coolest dude in the room. This is supposed to be the coolest ninja in the space. All right. You know what? As a matter of fact, this pseudoscience shit, you know, as a matter of fact, what I would say is that's a great lane for him. That's a great lane. Stay in that lane. Don't be talking about getting bitches and spinning plates. Please, no more of that shit. Stay over there with the bonobos. Stay over there with these theories. This ninja bouncing back and forth. They bouncing back and forth. Well, this study said, and this study said, oh, my Lord. Man, are you serious? Man, that ain't red pill. That ain't manosphere. Nah, hell no. Nah. Ninja, y'all need to go to some science classes and shit. All right, man, please. Like, what? And then, look, they throwing art. They throwing <laughs> They throwing, they throwing scientific studies back and forth at each other. Man. What? Okay, so essentially, I have a study that says, and I have a study that says this. I have a study that says this. And here's another one. I have a study that says that. So cancel each other out. <laughs> and now, as a matter of fact, this study said, man, please, Lord, have mercy. Do not bring that shit over on me. Oh, all right. Do not bring that. Do not bring that shit over over to. I listen. There's a time and a place for that. It ain't on my show. And do not invite me to that conversation. I'm gonna be like Sneeko. I'm gonna dip out of there like Sneeko did. Sneeko was like, Sneeko was like, <laughs> Sneeko said, you you went all the way over here. You came all the way over there 3,000 miles to talk about studies and shit. I would have been like, all right, anyway. Hell no. I'm out, Ski. Look, man, y'all can do that study shit on y'all own and write it in the book. And if I pick up the book, all right, it happens to be I picked the book up. But we're not going to use valuable airwave time going back talking about bonobos and shit. All right, we're not going to do that over here. It, it's It's relevant. <laughs> it's it's absolutely relevant shout out to no government name says come on coach it's not that hard to pick up ladies you just need a wingman to go out there and run interference with me he says see he says coach gang pua channel coming up in the summer of 2023 indeed indeed shout out to you man and then macaroni tony in the same breath you will have some hens out here that say just because they make eye contact uh that doesn't mean they want you he says, don't play reindeer games. If you shoot a compliment and they don't shoot one back, that's a Matumbo rejection. Keep it moving, fellas, and free agents. Dude, I had a whole chick, I want to say a couple of weeks ago, whole, this, this chick, a little Latina chick, uh, I walk in, we walk into this store, and she checking me up, up and down. She makes a face to her friend like, wow. All right, and I ended up in line with her, so I started chatting her up. I wasn't cold approaching. I was just in line with her. Start chatting her up. She act like she didn't even know who the hell I, she, she, she act like she never seen me before. When I started talking to her, she was like, what? <laughs> I was like, I saw the face you made. I saw it. She was kind of like, wow. She looked at her friend and was like, I peeped it. I peeped the whole damn thing out. So by the time she gets to the line in the front of the line, I'm in line right behind her. She looked at me like this. She looked at me like, wait a minute. She was like, hmm, what? She act like she didn't speak English or nothing. I was like, because <laughs> I'm not the cold approach type. 
Like, I don't need all that shit. Like, I can meet people in a natural setting and then hit it off there. Like, walking up to a complete stranger is a waste. I was sitting up there like, uh, it, it's absolutely, it's absolutely weird, you know, but that's how their brain works. But again, one thing that I will tell you, one thing that I will tell you is that those things don't, 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 um, they don't, they don't make me feel rejected. Like those things don't make me feel rejected because I kind of know where it's coming from. Number one, women have to deny you or else if they, if you make it easy again, if let's just say you get into a relationship with her, all you're going to remember is how easy it was for her to be gotten then your insecurities are going to be ringing when she goes out because you think that she is her number out easily. So she doesn't want to appear that easy. It should be relatively somewhat difficult to get at a woman. It shouldn't be easy. But the problem is the, the plausible deniability, the, the, act, the, the fact that you're acting like I didn't catch your ass looking, right? Now that shit is beyond me. Those, those are reindeer games because I caught your ass. I caught you in... 4k but now i walk up and start a conversation she was like oh hi huh huh start looking at her phone and then she was like trying to act like she was gonna make a fake phone call and shit i was like ninja mm -hmm. run the tape back run the tape back <laughs> run the tape back run that shit back i'm gonna show you it's absolutely bizarre it's bizarre and guys if that happens to you it's not about you it, please don't make that about you. Please don't make those type of rejections about you, a reflection on you, what you did wrong, what you could have done better. Um, he said that's a rejection, though. It is, but that's not about you, though. That was her own personal gain. Remember, that's their bird brain in action. It ain't yours. You didn't do nothing wrong. I mean, she gave you a little bit of what people would call a choosing signal. She approved of whatever it was she saw. Then you jumped into action. Then she played games, right? She played a little reindeer games in front of her friend, right? Like, oh, well, huh? it's not about you, gentlemen. Please understand that ain't about you. That's about her. <laughs> All right, that's that's something he said that her friend disapproved or whoever it was. Or her friend could have cock blocked who, whoever it knows. But see, that's the thing we have to understand. That is not about you. That is about a reflection of what they go through and how they decide, yeah, her friend might have, um, her friend might have let her, oh, no, don't mess with that. Her friend might have cock blocked. Her friend might have said, uh, you never know. Her, she has to put up uh, objections. You have to overcome them. That's about a game in her own head. It's not about you. So if you're out here and that happens, do not go home and be like, damn, I got shot down. Oh, man, what did I do? She must not like me. No, her man wasn't in the car. Her man wasn't in the car. She was by, they were by themselves. All right, so. Um, and it might, you know, again, just because she likes you physically doesn't mean she wanted to have a conversation with you. All right. There's a bunch of things that go on in your head, in their head. Guys, it's not about you. Many times it's not. All right. Shout out to you. Or the friend might have liked, you never know. There's a bunch of things going on. And, and uh, a lot of guys are going to internalize it as, what did I do wrong? You didn't do shit wrong. You did everything you were supposed to do. And you probably did more than you needed to. All right, shout out to, uh, oh, he said the friend probably liked me. Yeah, and then I stepped to the wrong one. <laughs> but the other girl was a Dita. She definitely wasn't going. I wasn't talking to her ass. I was talking to the little Latina. <laughs> all right, anyway. Uh, but yeah, man. And also understand, um, all men get rejected and shot down. All of us. 
It don't matter if you pulled up in the 9-11. It don't matter if you, nothing. We all get shot down. There's actually a gold digger channel. I don't even know if it's real or fake. That dude's, dudes, dudes like that get rejected, and then he shows up to the car. Now, those things could be fake, but um, I know that to be true. If they don't know you have that car, <laughs> right, they'll easily reject you until they know they see you have that car. Sometimes it might make them reject you. Sometimes it might be you know, like they'll even go further. Oh, I really can't get that guy. Or they could say he he's trying to impress me with that. I ain't going to show him no attention. Or they might overly show you attention. And then that gives them an indication like, OK, you didn't want me until you saw the car. So it's a hard situation. Guys, there's dudes that got everything right and they get rejected. Not only do they get rejected, they get rejected by ugly women. Here's the thing. There's a lot of guys that get rejected by women that are below the guy and he's giving her a chance and she and she rejects him. And one of the reasons she rejects him is because she might not think he's genuine. He might think she might think he's just trying to hit it. Right. They will get reject. They will reject like the guy's like high status. He's six foot two muscular. He got the square jaw chin. He got the suit on and the tie, and he walks up to a woman and be like, hi, how you doing? And she might say, I don't need that shit. Uh-uh. I don't deserve this. There's something wrong. And she will reject that ninja. <laughs> she will reject them. Be like, nope. And you looking like I'm doing you a favor. What? What? There's no way you're rejecting me. And yes, way. They will turn your ass straight down. And you're like, God damn, I could have changed your life, bitch. I got to change your life. And you shot me down. And you're like, okay. <laughs> All right. But anyway, it is what it is. Uh, let's get back to the show. Uh, let's get back to this right here. Father Boots daughter and lazy boyfriend from the crib. All right. Uh, father takes the hard line with the daughter. And the daughter, for some re reason, has moved their boyfriend in to her father's crib. All right. Let's talk about this. Here we go. Uh, let's see here. Let me see if I can pull it up. All right, there it is. He's in my house with my daughter. I think he's changed his voice. Either his voice is really deep or he's changed his voice. Here we go. Hey, where you at? Oh, my God. Dad, what are you doing here? Look, I bought you this house so that you're able to get yourself together. Woo, she, she nice with that waist trainer on. Titties all pushed up. She got body, yaddy, yaddy. All right, um, so he bought them, her, the daughter a house. Yeah, this is why you can't do good shit for your kids right here. All right, let's get together. I had enough of this guy that you got in here. I'm pissed off. I had enough. Excuse me one Dad, second. please don't do this today. Please don't. Dad. Look at him. Laying in bed, watching my TV in my house, not paying their bills. Leeching off my daughter. I had enough of this. No, okay. I haven't seen one red penny come in this house. All I see is him laying around in the middle of the day. A grown man should be out working, not laying in bed in here. All right, and so it looks like uh, definitely the daughter been giving up the booty to this boy. He already tapped out. Um, guys, sometimes when you get sex in the middle of the day, it's not a good thing. You're not going to be productive the rest of the day. So, um, you know, you have to have discipline on when you have sex. I'm just letting you know right now. If you take booty in the afternoon, just write the rest of the day off. You ain't getting nothing accomplished. 
<laughs> you ain't about to get shit accomplished. I actually have a policy. I don't, I don't go get booty at one, two in the afternoon. All right. Because I got shit to accomplish the rest of the day. So at one o'clock, you get a piece of booty the rest of the day over. Mm. All right. Anyway, let's get it uh, into this one here. Dad say you ain't bringing in no money to pay the bills. Here we go. I'm not trying to hear all that right now. Get up. It's time for you to go. I, mean, I don't want to hear nothing, man. I haven't seen a nickel from you. All I see is a, a guy, a grown man laying in bed in the middle of the day watching TV. This is my house. I do what I want to do. Well, okay. This is the blue chip mindset right here. Blue chip mindset. So the girl, the daughter said, this is my house. You gave it to me. Remember, everything you give women is a gift. Everything she gives you is a loan. So she said, you gave the house to me, but did not acknowledge the fact that the parents bought her the house. So, you know, it was a gift, but it probably has conditions. All gifts have conditions. One of the conditions of a gift that you give a kid on the blue chip mindset is they don't, they don't move raggedy ninjas into the house. You can't move raggedy ninjas in the house that I bought you. This is not a place for raggedy ninjas. Or you can't sell crack. Y'all can't pack up marijuana. Like, there's a whole bunch of things. You can't operate it like a juke joint. The um, You can't operate it like the boom, boom room. Like, I know I bought it, and I know I gave it to you, but there's conditions to my gift. And one of the conditions is raggedy ninjas ain't going to be all up in there in the house not paying no bills, right? So that's... That's what people don't understand. And maybe he hadn't communicated that to the daughter. This is one of the obvious things. Let's continue here. I pay the bills in here. You're my daughter. He doesn't belong to me. This is a grown man laying in bed. He needs to get himself and get up out of here. You know he ain't got no draws on, daddy. Come on, man. Let him get his draws on at least. Man, I record what I want to record in this house. This is my house. All right, so there's a dispute as to whose house it really is, and I'm pretty sure the title belongs to the father. All right, the title belongs to the father. So I don't think the daughter. I think the daughter lives there. The dad. The dad said that he gave the daughter the house, but I think the title and the taxes, possibly the utilities, are paid by father. All right, let's continue. This is my daughter. You go up front. I had enough. Enough. You go up front. I'm about sick and tired of you picking these deadbeat guys, bringing them up in my house when you can do so much better with yourself. He's telling me what I need to do. Tell me how to live my life. I, oh, man, I tell you, she wants control. So, man, I'm telling you, man, blue chip mindset. Blue chip mindset in the situation here. He's He's got the kids this far. And uh, let me tell you a piece of advice. Learn when to cut people off. <laughs> Learn when to cut people off. If they want to live their own life, start allowing them to pay their own way. I don't think she's a teenager. I think she's in her early 20s. And yes, she's crying. Somebody said, this is child abuse. This is not a child. This is an adult. <laughs> okay. I don't think a child, a minor, could live in a house by themselves. That's number one. So this is an adult female. And if they want to live their lives, guys, you dads out here, instead of doing this, the best thing you could do is just withdraw your support. Okay. Withdraw your support. Okay. Well, listen, you're allowed to live your life under your rules, under your conditions. If you're violating conditions that I set for, for you. So I gave you an opportunity here to use this as an ability to what build your wealth, 
stack, get an advantage. This is an advantage that he gave her. And she's not using it as an advantage. She's actually going backwards. We all know what's about to happen. She's going to get knocked up and pregnant. And then she's got this ninja. Then there's going to be child support. She used a clear advantage and caused a disadvantage. So I would withdraw my financial support and say, you're on your own to make your own decisions. And then give her a period of time to actually work it out herself. And if she works it out herself, you're good. If she doesn't work it out herself, then you say you can use this as a learning experience to realize the advantage you have because you don't realize the advantage that I gave you. Yeah, this is bad news. Some people don't agree. They're saying um, that the father is abusing the girl. This is not child abuse. I mean, this is this is an adult woman. As you can see, physically, she's an adult woman. But let's continue. I'm not trying to tell you how to live your life. I'm just telling you how to live in my house. I'll pay the bills in here. You he, okay, all right. If he goes, then I go. That's simple. No, you don't need to go anywhere. Yeah, this is Wowzer. She's an adult, all right. Boy, she healthy, too. All right, so that's definitely an adult. <laughs> all right, uh, physically. Definitely an adult. Uh, but, uh, yeah, dude, guys, let your kids go. Be willing to let the ass go. You don't mind my responsibility. I'm not trying to control you. I'm just trying to do the best for you. And so people don't understand that as a parent. Sometimes doing the best for your child requires conditions, right? It's not a freebie. So if I give you a an advantage, let's say, for instance, um, you know, I pay for your college tuition. That doesn't mean you could go there and major in something stupid. Well, you pay my college tuition. I could take five years and I can major in uh Pseudo psychology, where we study bonobos in the uh, in the in the open environment to determine how the bonobos mate, and then as a father, you can say I ain't paying for that shit. Now, if you say that's child abuse, financial abuse, and not supporting your child, well, that's wrong because that's his hard-earned dollars that he worked for, and that was the advantage he was willing to give her, and she's flushing it down the toilet. I'm not about to do that shit. I'm not about to do that. And you take five, six years to study it. No, 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 no. That's a condition. It's okay. It's my money. It's it's the advantage I'm trying to give. He bought a house, and he sounds like he's paying the utilities. She's not. Thus, she doesn't understand that there's conditions to this support as an adult to, from a father. At that point, cut her off. Cut them goddamn kids off. <laughs> All right? Especially if they're adults. Cut them off, ninja. Cut they ass off. Please, stop it. All right, anyway, here we go. Let's continue here. Y'all didn't just want to pay. Y'all just want to waste money. No, nah, man, no. You're trying to rent my life. I don't want you. If he goes, I go. No, you stay here. He goes. And what's taking you so long? Stop talking to him. No, no listen to him. I'm going to really, mom has no idea if you're here. She knows I'm here. No, she can't possibly. Now, there you go right there. Uh, I, I want to let you guys realize, recognize something here in this conversation. She says, mom doesn't know you're here. All right. That insinuates that there possibly is a split marriage or there's something going on there. Something going on there that the, the but, but what, what you got to understand is that the, this is another sign that moms and daughters are in cahoots against the father many times. So, uh, she's insinuated, no, it's impossible for her to know you're here because I would have known about it. I would have known about it. Me and mom are tight. We've been talking shit about y'all for five years. 
And we've been talking shit about you for a long time. Mom and me are against you, and we just been using your ass. Steve Harvey style. Right? So she's like, it's impossible that she knows you're here. In fact, if she knew you were here, she would have had the police here. As a fact, if she knew you was here, she would have had the cops here. There's no way. Mom, mom, and so this is an adult woman talking about mom and dad and that the mom doesn't know you're here and we got leverage over you. Yeah, I'm going to play it again so you can recognize this. I'm going to play it again so you hear it. Here we go. You a mom? No, you don't need to go anywhere. You're my responsibility. You're my responsibility. I'm not trying to control you. I'm just trying to do the best for you. I don't want to. If he goes, I go. No, you stay here. He goes. And what's taking you so long? Stop talking to him. No, no, listen to him. I'm going to really, mom has no idea if you're here. Yeah, there you go. She knows I'm here. No, she can't possibly. You are my daughter. I love you. Nah, man, cut. Wash your hands, Ninja. Wash your hands. Boy, she got a nice, she nice. I think that's a waist trainer, so that's a slight disqualification, but she nice. And I want the best for you. I'm about sick and tired of baby guys coming in here. Now, see, there you go. Um, This is why you cut people off. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Anybody was calling her abusive? I'm sorry. Anybody was calling the dad abusive? Who was calling the dad abusive? So just that fast, just this fast, she didn't get her way. And guess what? She started destroying. Look at that. Look at that. Look at this. Just like a child. See, this is people, man. You guys got to cut people off like this. I know you guys think family and loyalty are one thing. This is wrong. This isn't wrong. Cut these motherfuckers smooth off. All right. You, it's not your responsibility after a while. Cut they ass off. This is just a temper tantrum. She emotional. She's acting like a child and she didn't get her way. This is why you don't do good things for good people. I mean, for people. Wow. And look at the ninja coming out holding his Johnson. Look at this. Hell no. Now, if my daughter had a ninja like this, cut your ass. Not a leaving. No. No, you stay here. You stay here. Nah, see, the, the dad's going to make a mistake. Let her go. It's time for you to go, bro. Enough. Enough. Oh, you staying here. It's time for nah, dad, let her go, man. You to go. Enough of these deadbeat guys coming in here doing what they're doing. Hey, say something else. See, this is how you get shot, too. This is how you get shot. You don't know some of these ninjas out here be shooting you uh, acting like this. So never get in a conversation like this with um, with the guy you don't know who it is. All right. So let let that go. Don't confront them. Don't battle them because these ninjas are smooth. Take your life. No, 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 no. Let her, let her go, man. Go. He's gone. That's it. It's time to get your life together. He's cleaning his house up. She about to cut her feet right here. Your mom and I, we raised you better than this. We gave you everything that you need to be successful in life. We gave you a house. We paid the bills. We gave you a car. You're in school. You're doing well for yourself. Why are you getting messed Yeah, man, man, boy, it's a tough situation, man. It's a tough situation. But as my opinion is, I'm pretty black and white. All right. I don't play with gray areas. I don't negotiate with terrorists or people who I think are beneath me. I do have an opinion. I just let people go.
in these streets. Let her go to the streets, man. Let them go to the streets, man. And look, um, I know that it can be quite painful to see your kids out here losing. And um, but I don't have this. I, I you guys know I don't have any feelings inside, right? I don't have any. So I look at it as hey, you can follow what I do, or you can make your own plan. If you make your own plan and it works out, great. I'm I'm happy for you. I, I'm going to give you room to actually make that work. Um, but if you struggle for your control and uh, you don't realize that the bills are being paid and then thus you become um, an activist against me, well, then I have to release you out to the hounds. I got to release you to the streets. And then when you get out there and you realize how cold it is and you end up homeless, it is what it is. I really don't care. I mean, I really don't give a shit. All right. But just don't come later on uh, on your hands and knees begging until you correct all behaviors. It is what it is. Um, you know, so I said, dad spoiled her. I don't think that's a, spo I mean, I don't see that as he spoiled her at, at most. He looked, they gave her an advantage. I mean, he gave her as many advantages as he could possibly get in the blue chip mindset way. Like, I don't know why the dad's getting so much heat on this one, right? This dude literally put her through college. From what I understand, most parents should be able to do that. He got her a house. And so that she can get her life in order, probably position herself to get a job. And now she's using that as a means to go backwards. And then he steps in and says, hold up for a second. I didn't do all of this to give you this great advantage. And then you go backwards. I don't want this type of guy in my house, right? Dad's catching wreck. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I think this is ungrateful behavior. I'm going to blame the child on this one. And the child is an adult. That's straight up being ungrateful. Um, and I know it's difficult. But sometimes you guys don't understand, especially having daughters. You can do all of this. You can do all of this. And it's going to take one pookie to unravel it. It's going to take one pookie. I knew good girls just like this. And all through college, they had a pookie. And the pookie was about to set her on a path of destruction. And I know that girl came from a good family. I know it. And I'm like, damn. That's the difference between having daughters and sons. All it takes is one pookie to come into that woman's life. If she's down for that ninja, it's a wrap. Ain't nothing you can do. The more you like the, the mistake the dad made is pitted himself against the boyfriend. You're going to, you're going to lose. <laughs> he says, I got my daughter coach. Don't say this. Dude, listen, you guys know this. I know you guys think your daughter's different and your mother's different. They're no different than any other woman out here. They're no different. It, all it's going to take, your mom had one pookie ninja, especially if you a single mom, your mama's a single mama. One pookie came in, your daddy changed her whole life. <laughs> mm. Right? Changed her whole life. One pookie ninja, you can set her all up. One pookie come in, screw the whole pooch. And you step in front of the pookie and your daughter, please. Mm. It's a wrap. Never step in front of the pookie and the daughter. Just watch and be like, hopefully she figure it out. But watch out. All right, next one right here. Remember, I warned you about postpartum depression. Postpartum depression. Well, this woman right here, the uh, Millie Mouth Muskrat, is going to tell you because I, according to the data I gave you, I said postpartum depression, uh, the early baby blues can last up to a few weeks, up to six weeks then postpartum depression typically could have symptoms up to two years and postpartum psychosis can be even longer. And I warned you about this. 
Now the warning is going to have, we're going to have to sound the horn because this woman now is going to turn all that shit onto its head. Listen to how long she says postpartum depression can last. Let's play it. I don't know who needs to hear this today, but if you have had a baby between zero and two years ago, please know that you are very much still in the bare minimum of your postpartum time. Science is actually showing now it's zero to seven years. So if you had a kid up until seven years ago, know that you are still in your postpartum shift. It takes that long to come back into our field, our body, our auric field, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. So give yourself some grace and love today. Oh, man, boy, this is emotional terrorism, if you will. Seven years, <laughs> seven years, gentlemen, you got to put up with the bull. Seven years. And as you know, a lot of baby mama terrorism, they be acting up for a, a long ass time. Like they've never really recovered. All right. I say it lasts forever for a lot of them. All right. Especially when they get the, uh, the defense forces out trying to restrict custody, trying to play the system. This is all postpartum depression. This is all mental instability. That's all it is. And nobody wants to call it that. This is mental instability. All right. So many of these postpartum depressions last forever and they often turn into other forms of depression or or stress or anxiety, self-harm, self-reflection, negative self-reflection like this. All then then the father has to the father has to pay for this because then they're trying to always trying to harm you because they're harmed. And this also shows you you can get married and the woman completely change on you. This is how the bait and switch happens. <laughs> all right. This is how the bait and switch happens because she's in cuckoo land. She's even acknowledging this. They're saying postpartum depression, which is mental instability. All right. They want to act like, oh, well, but it takes them all this time to get within. Just just get themselves together. Imagine the damage that they're causing. Imagine that the damage they're causing around them, not only to themselves, to their mate, to their children. And they're saying we're going to be mentally unstable for a good seven years. Now, what if you have multiple children? What if you have multiple children? Yeah, they just milk it, milk it, milk. This is what happens when you allow one exception. Ah, okay, it's postpartum depression. How long? Zero to two years. Okay, we can put up with it. Now they just be like, oh, they buying it? Oh, it's seven years now. Mm. <laughs> what the fuck? Wait. Now it's seven years. All right, boy, I tell you, man, do me a favor. Get the likes up. Guys, I don't. we're not recovering from this shit. You guys got to pay close attention to this. Because this is going to affect your marriage. Yes, this is not the same person you married. She's acknowledging this right here. Here we go. I don't know who needs to hear this today, but if you have had a baby between zero and two years ago, please know that you are very much still in the bare minimum of your postpartum time. Science is actually showing now it's zero to seven years. So if you had a kid up until seven years ago, know that you are still in your postpartum shift. It takes that long to come back into our field, our body, our org field, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. So give yourself some grace and love today. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> hey, look. Hey, have at it, man. Have at it. So they can't fall in love with themselves when they're in this state. Hey, man, look. It's y'all pushing this shit. I'm not doing it. I'm supposed to accept it. I, can, I have two decisions. I can accept it and deal with the consequences, or I can reject that shit and deal with the consequences. All right? I am rejecting it. I mean, because you can go with what what study did she pull from from this? And do people in third world countries, as Maury acknowledged, do women in third world countries have this problem or is this just American women? 
right? Because third world girl, women get to doing what they're doing. I think oftentimes depression is because you're not distracted enough, right? And these people don't have shit to do. They're punching their keyboard, thinking they're doing something. But bonobos obviously can do the same work you're doing. And you're not mentally challenging yourself and stimulating yourself. So then you're bored. And now you got to think about all the things that are making you in your feels and your love for yourself. And man, please, you guys think about this when you get married, man. If you want to get married and have kids, this is the one thing people do not think about. They don't see this coming. And I'm preparing you. This is going to hit you like crazy. Let me see here. Does she have any studies linked to this? I'm not a study guy. Uh, but um, let me see here. They're talking about it being a scam. Six weeks is a scam, meaning that um, it's longer than that. Definitely helps to hear this, but unfortunately, no one really waits for us to heal. I actually cried after hearing this. I've been feeling so run down, so not like myself for the past two years, like there is something wrong with me. Ah, the relief. Guys, <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so again, people are buying into it. Let me show you. They're buying into it. This is a woman here who's had somebody's baby and married. This is what the opposite side of it looks like. Be prepared for this. Right there. I actually cried after hearing this. I've been feeling so run down, so not like myself the past few years. There's like, wait, like there's something wrong with me. Ah, the relief. Not me crying because I've been so mad at myself for not losing any of the weight a whole year later. I had three kids in five years, and I feel wrecked, yo. Everything hurts. I feel too young to be this old and broken. For the first time ever, I feel seen. You guys, man, somebody said confirmation bias. Yep, because now you have a, a reason to feel like, hey, man, after two years, I don't feel right. After four years, after five, what is it? Oh, okay, it's seven years. Now they didn't extend it out here. This woman extended out for four years. This woman extended out three three kids, five years. Okay, let me see here. My daughter turned eight this year, and honestly, I feel the shift. So she's confirming. Not me saving this video, and I don't have a kid or even a husband. Here's another one. Yes, I struggle with postpartum depression and other postpartum-related issues for two-plus years and still don't and didn't feel right even though my doc said it's been more than plenty of time. This makes more sense, way more sense. My kiddo is four now, and I'm slowly getting adjusted to the fact that this is just life. Nice to know that things can hopefully change in the new, I think she meant the next few years. Okay. It says right here, like I ask again, and imagine those of us with multiple children. It's like the number multiplies. What did I tell you? What did I, I just said that. I was like, what if you have multiple kids? Do you multiply the number? There you go. And there's a woman. There you go. You got multiple kids divided by, I mean, multiply it by three. 21 years. Can't relate to this enough. When my youngest turned seven, I felt like it was the best year of my life. Back to being me. Just had twins. And starting again. Looking forward to another journey. The reason why I tell you this is because I've experienced things like this, and many men do, and we don't understand. We oftentimes try to get people help, and they don't want to get the help. And uh, when they don't get the help, they self-diagnose. They self-diagnose. Well, it's this. 
And then they go to TikTok and Instagram and then get confirmation bias, right? Oh, this woman said it's seven years. Oh, yeah, well, that's what it is. And you got to put up with my shit for seven years. And then if it's multiple kids, multiply it by three, right? Or you got two kids, multiply it by two. So 14 years of this is just what it is. It what? So if I, man. And so she reset the timer because the kid's now seven and she had twins. So she says, I get to start the shit over again. Mm. Woo, be careful, guys. I'm telling you experience right now my experience is letting you guys know if you don't anticipate this you're gonna get ran over like a train this is crazy boy i tell you man it's crazy because there's no way around for you there's no way that you can deal with it there's no there's nothing that they even will say men will have symptoms of this as well because um there's something that you pseudoscientists can say it's translated it's transformed into um, you have uh, some sympathy feelings. <laughs> Man, this is what, be prepared, guys, be prepared. This is how relationships change dynamically on this head. All right, let me see if I could get some super chats here. We got rational rationality. I got you. Uh, let me see here. Tehran said, but coach, she thick. Man, that daughter was thick. All right, DK Bradley says, Instagram models ex-girlfriend. Is on wait, Instagram model ex-girlfriend is on. We call it the junior college here. Broke up eight months ago and still smashing weekly. Wants me to be her boyfriend again, but I'm here for fun. Shout out to Seattle Free Agent Lifestyle for Life. So wait a minute. <laughs> Guys, you see what's happening here? So he's got a IG, probably a cute girl, young. He's still smashing weekly. She on a junior college being a celibate. What do I call that? That's called the spectrum. That's the spectrum. All right. That's the spectrum. So the spectrum is real. And um, yeah, some dude can be getting it for free, but they also could be selling it, if you will, selling their experience, their time, their materials and whatnot. True Black says, as I got older, purchased properties and more net worth, I begin to understand why I have to cut some people out of the will because of their decision-making. Yeah, you got to cut their ass off. <laughs> cut them off, man. Don't be afraid, man. Cut people off because uh, people won't understand. People don't understand this one thing. That if you give people access to the things that you've uh, accumulated through will, through passing on, through uh, legacy and all of these things... They don't understand the hours, the sweat equity, the sacrifices, you know, what it took for you to accumulate those things. For instance, young people, how difficult is it for you to buy houses right now? It's extremely difficult, right? Everybody knows that. Like you are like, you guys can't afford houses. They're way out of your price range. You don't have the income. You don't have the credit score. You don't have the down payment. You definitely don't can't afford to pay the interest. Right. You know, it's extremely difficult. Now, if I give you that thing that is much difficult for you to get, that means I had the things available that are impossible for you to get. Thus, if you calculate what it was that afforded me to get it, that was sweat equity. That was time. That was patience. That was saving, discipline, risk, um, basically stick to it in this experience, prolonged hours, overtime. Like, these are a lot of things that that person did. Now, if I give you access to all of that thing, that's what I, I didn't give you access to the thing. I gave you access to what I work for. 
And thus, if you can't appreciate it, it's a spit in the face of the guy or the man or the woman that has provided that. It's a spit in the face. So you might say, hey, you gave this to me. I can do whatever I want. I can make it. I can run down. I can, I can have two ninjas run, living in here. But, but that's not the case. That guy, the guy that gifted it to you is often going to think, wait a minute. I worked those hours. I built the business. I spent the time. I took the risk. Yeah, I gifted it to you, but that doesn't mean you can actually take that gift and make it uh, into what you want. And so thus people will say, that's controlling. Now, if you say that's controlling, you're coming from the position of the person who never gave a, made the risk, never earned the money, never worked the overtime, never lost sleep, never built the business. If you think I'm financially controlling you, then you don't deserve what it is that I sacrifice and risk and sweat it and drew blood for. You don't deserve it because you're coming from a position of you earn nothing. You earn absolutely nothing. Thus, you get nothing. That's how I do that shit. You earn nothing, you get nothing. Now, if you receive something from me out of the kindness of my heart, you better make great use of it or else I'm taking it back. All right. That's not controlling. Because I had to work for that. I didn't get it for free and give it to you. Anyway, this is crazy. There's some soft-ass people in here. People out here are soft as hell. Man, I'm telling you, man, y'all better cut some people off. I don't give a fuck. Y'all be like, but what about, y'all always worried about when you're going to die. You're going to die and nobody going to take care of you. Man, look, I work hard so I can afford a Filipino nurse to wipe my rear end. I, I don't even want my son Look, there's some people here. Check this out. Where's my nurse? Where's my nurse? Some of you guys actually believe that your children are going to wipe your ass when you get older. Y'all need to put that shit to bed. Put that shit to bed, man. Your kids ain't going to wipe shit. They're going to let your ass shit in the bed before they wipe it. I'm letting you know. Y'all be like, and your family going to be surrounding you when you die. All of these myths. Your family ain't going to visit you in the hospital. You're going to be heartbroken. All right, Ninja. Okay. Like, all right. <laughs> come on, man. All right. Come on. Shit. What? I mean, I know it's fucked up. That would be the saddest 30 minutes of my life. They ain't waiting for you to die. They squeezing the IV and shit, cutting you off. They in there waiting for your will, arguing over your will in the hot hallway. I get the watch collection. No, I get this, the action figure collection. I get the remote control cars. I get the Porsche. I get the motorcycles. Man, please, they ain't in there talking about, Dad, don't go. Don't leave me, leave me, leave me. Don't go, don't go. They in there packing your shit up while you're in the hospital, throwing your shit in the garbage. We don't need that. We don't need that. <laughs> Man, please, bro. Please with that shit, man. Look, man, cut ninjas off. I don't care who they are. Yep, they try to wait for the life insurance. They try to get the baseball card collection. They throwing away uh, rookie Kobe Bryant cards. We don't need that shit. They trying to see how they going to sell your house. Man, please, man. Cut people off. I don't care who they are, man. Dude, I'll be telling y'all. Y'all think I'm cold on y'all. And you think I'm cold on women? My own family members, I'll be like, man, I will cut your ass, smooth their off. All right, don't play with me. 
<laughs> Don't play with me. Shout out to my man, Mr. Barr says, yeah, that debate was trash. I was watching it like, what the F are they talking about? Flew all the way to Miami just to go down 0-3. Yes. And he says, I see why Sneeko got up and left. He was looking across the table like, what the F are y'all talking about? Yeah, man. All that was was an attempt to not look bad, right? So by talking about shit, nobody even worrying about, right? So I'm not going to talk what it is. I'm going to make myself look super smart. All right, we're going to talk about this, and we're going to talk about, no, man. No, nobody want to hear that shit. Kaylin says, I don't know why I'm now starting to think this, but coach, I need to see you and somebody one-on-one. I know it will never happen, but it would be fun, especially since both of you guys are in Vegas. Ain't never going to happen. Somebody's going to need to put up some money. And uh, we're going to have guidelines and restrictions. What we ain't going to talk about is scientific studies. You bring that up, there's going to be a buzzer. I'm going to hit the buzzer. That's what we ain't about to do. All right, y'all just need to put up the money. Put up or shut up. I'm not about to sit across. What I saw yesterday, look, the last two times I saw debates between that person, let me know exactly why I won't debate that person. That's all I need to know. I ain't about to see it. Hell no. First of all, the first debate, Every indication of why I don't debate people was present. Emotional, couldn't answer a straight question, projection, guilt, ignorance, sign language. I was like, I don't want no parts in that. Name calling, calling people, uh, what was it? He called them pinions or some shit. I can't remember what he called them. That's, that's why I don't debate people. That's exactly why I don't debate people. You guys think this stupid. I'm not doing this shit. No. I'm not getting in debates for people that act like that. Act on them all. And then the second debate was even worse. Douche nozzle. Yeah, the second debate was even worse because it covered nothing nobody was interested in. It was like, and so if I show up to the debate and he's like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to just bring out scientific studies, the whole debate. And then if if I don't respond with a opposing scientific study, I lose. Is that how the debate is? No, hell no, 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 no. We're going to have strict guidelines. We're going to have strict guidelines. First of all, you're going to slap 10K right in front of my damn face, right on screen. That's the first thing that's going to happen. Right when, the, right when the damn debate start, here's CGA and here's the douche nozzle. Boom, 10K right there, and I'm going to count it out. I'm going to peel back money like this. I ain't about to sit across from any one of them two debates. Please. <laughs> there's no way that would be a waste of my money. As a matter of fact, the price going up every time y'all talk about it, every time somebody asks for it, I'm going to put the price up five grand. I'm going to put the price up five grand. So if that's some one of your fans that's in here and you want to see it, I'm going to put the, I'm going to put the price up five grand. Every time somebody mentioned it, <laughs> the fuck, my Lord, I ain't sitting across from that shit. Both of them debates, they proved why I've never, ever encourage debates on platforms and the only time somebody got me in a debate they caught me off guard so that's the other part that i know about debates they be cheating their ass off right so the only debate i got in i didn't even ask for the debate they flew i i was all the way out in florida and um what's their name they invited me to another show i'm strongly considering not doing it because i don't trust how they set shows up all right so uh, that's valuetainment. Uh, what's the dude's name? Can't remember. I, you know I'm bad with names. Adam and them. Adam and them. I respect them for business, but fuck that. 
So they invited me out the thing and they was like, yeah, I want you on the show. Then I asked who's on the show. And then the people that were supposed to be on the show ain't on the show. And Hafiz is sitting there that, that, that they never told me about. They gave me two other names. And the other two people were not there. All right. Hafiz and some other OnlyFans chick was there. So now I got caught off guard and shit. I wasn't prepared. I wasn't prepared. And I'm like, okay, what is this shit? So never again. It's either a solo interview or nothing. Because then what I'll do is I'll agree to it. And some hate nasty ninja like Hafiz or somebody else that want to get me in a sneak debate going to be there sitting there. No, nah, fuck that. man. No, no, no. Hey, man, 20K. I mean, 10K. Every time you invite me on a panel, every time you invite me to valuetainment, every time you invite me for a debate with one of your people that you want to see me debate, straight up, 10K. Every time you ask me, I'm putting it up 2K. I'm not here to play games with you goofballs and sit across from somebody doing bonobo studies and shit. All right, nah. <laughs> okay, please. I will stay right here. I'm going to stay right here. Because that's not debating. That's attacking. It's attacking you. You're not prepared. They're trying to make you look bad. They catch you off guard. Somebody sneaks in. It's like, it's like wrestling and shit. We're going to have a one-on-one -on -one grudge match. And then here come the New World Order running in the ring. New, 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 new World Order. And then they hit me with chairs and shit. Right? <laughs> they hit me from behind. No, 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 no. Mr. Ant the Great says, I'm six foot two, 220 pounds, solid and not ugly. And I bag fine chicks and have been rejected by subpar chicks. After I first experienced that, I knew it wasn't that I was the issue, but rather them and their thought, uh, their thought process, preferences and ideology. Absolutely. Absolutely. So here it is, uh, guys. Uh, uh, for guys that feel like they're rejected out here, what you need to understand is guys that have what you think you need to be to have success with women, you still get rejected. <laughs> you still go get rejected. So it, you don't avoid rejection by getting certain things. You just realize how to move differently. You just realize how to move differently. And uh, um, sometimes you're going to get rejected on face value because that's how women operate. KW says, I wonder if people on the postpartum post or on anti-anxiety medication, given how prevalent anti-anxiety depression pills are administered when they are children, the postpartum could be a side effect of giving birth and how long they have been taking head meds. And you are going to find that many times people that say they are on um, some sort of depression kick and postpartum, they are already taking medication that either causes depression as a side effect and or they um they um the 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 longevity of taking the head meds is going to col uh, collide with the postpartum. So yes, they're going to have lasting, longer lasting effects, and it might be not the postpartum; it's the lasting effects of uh, aging, <laughs> medication taking, anti anxiety. You know, it's a combination of those things. So they're just lumping it into one. I don't think so. All right. Somebody says dropping, donating to the coach debate and baby mama Tara's fund. Well, that ain't going to be enough, but I appreciate you, brother. And I'm going to get back on with the show because we're already two hours in. And I think I am on Miller Light commercial. All right. 
uh, Miller Lite commercial. Let's talk about this uh, and why Miller Lite would post a commercial like this, especially after Bud Light uh, did what they did. All right. And so do me a favor. What are we doing here? How are we doing on the lights? we got 2,000 people close on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. Do me a favor. Hit the like. We got to get Belly Deli in here. We got to get Belly Deli. Let's get a little bit of Belly Deli in here. And uh, just to show you guys, man, you guys got to get my likes up, man. This ain't even fair around here. Give me to 1,000 likes and maybe a little before more people might get in the building. And a couple people are going to leave. I know. Let's get a little Belly Deli. What really gets me is that some of y'all be scared of a little belly. Y'all. Y'all see how scrum diddly um shit it look? Ooh, baby girl. Y'all scared of a little belly deli? Y'all scared of a little belly deli for what? Who told you be scared of that belly? Let it lose. Let it. I know y'all see the football print. The football print go crazy. The football print go crazy. Come on. Parabola. Come on. Y equal X squared. Maybe cubed on some days. Going to get it, brothers. Y'all want that? That's the girl you want her thick? Go ahead and take a little bit of that thickness real quick. So women, you know, we're more educated now. And Americans owe more than $1.5 trillion in student loan debt. And women reportedly hold around two-thirds of that debt. Women hold nearly two-thirds of the outstanding student debt at around $930 billion. Now, some presidential candidates are proposing solutions to fix the worsening debt problem. This proposal completely eliminates student debt in this country. I also found it interesting that 37% of women don't really understand the whole student loan payback system, but men, they understand it a little bit better. So you're going to pay for people who didn't save any money, and those of us that did the right thing get screwed. And the irony is that this is Elizabeth Warren, the woman who is getting 300000 a year for teaching one course. How do you feel about these people here who, who show up to, to show their free speech trying to censor you right now? All right, Miller Lite, let's run the advert, fair use. Here's a little known fact. Women were among the very first to brew beer ever. How did the industry pay homage to the founding mothers of beer? They put us in bikinis. Wow. Look at this shit. wild. It's time beer made it up to women. So today, Miller Lite is on a mission to clean up not just their shit, but the whole beer industry's shit. Miller Lite has been scouring the internet for all this and buying it back so that they can turn it into good for women brewers. First, we turn the bad into compost. Then we feed compost to worms. Push out beautiful fertilizer. That good helps farmers grow quality hops, which is then donated to women brewers to make their own really good But there's definitely more out there in your attic, in the garage, in your parents' basement. Send any shit you got into Miller Lite and they'll turn that into good shit too. Oh. So here's to women, because without us, there would be no beer. Oh my goodness. You might be asking, why would a company do this? Obviously you had Bud Light 
recently uh, the the key person of advertisement uh, was a woman and she was out there in college throwing it back. But of course, she got up there and she tried to push forward an agenda to uh, push. I think they had a trans male or trans female on the can and she got essentially shit canned because she tried to push that forward. Now you got after that Miller light doubles down. Now I'm going to just assume that they were going to bust sticks past before Bud light was doing there. So it was almost simultaneously. You guys got to understand when a commercial comes out, it doesn't happen overnight. So they already made an investment to cut the commercial, to run the campaign, to pay the advertising dollars, to run it through legal, hire the people, cut the ad, right? Talk about the ad, do the, do the commercial lighting cameras. So as Bud Light did that and we're going through their shit, Miller Light was already committed to this. And you're saying, why do companies do this? Obviously, uh, you know, the first indicator is going to be that um, uh, the future is female, right? This whole advertising campaign to get more women to do things, the future is female, right? Get the female buyers. Uh, the same thing Bud Light said. We wanted to advertise to a younger group of uh, people who were more accept, uh, accepting of certain cultures. So in her mind, she thought, hey, this would be great. <laughs> I mean, the she says the beer brand was already struggling, which is not true. I, I really don't. I really don't buy that. But because you see it everywhere, it's almost a staple. But um, then you say, I'm going to advertise to a group of people that represent a small minority of people. One percent of the population would represent what the person was on the can. So you got that then. But you do have a greater population of uh, liberal for uh, pro progressive minded people. And you think that they would cover it because you would put that person on the can. But that's not true. There's less people who are liberal oriented than there are conservatives in this country. Right now, the only way people get around that in elections is to put people in key areas and focus on places that have um, higher populations and or you get higher electoral votes like California. Well, California could be 80 percent liberal, 20 percent conservative, but that, that you don't underestimate the conservative population around the country because California is. Uh, has a great liberal population and a more electoral votes. So the mistake that these companies are making is number one, they're not representing most of the people in America, even with these women here. But number two, the other thing that is happening is here's the other thing that's happening. And I've been talking about this quite a bit. The social credit score. Okay. The social credit score. Now, if you will, new, 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 new world order. Uh, when I talked about this and I said they, they are instituting a social credit score, kind of like China. Now, people were like, I think somebody even denied it. They were like, they're not talking about a personal social credit score. And I said, not yet. Not yet. They're not talking about a personal credit score because it's almost um, counterproductive to make a personal credit score at this time. But what they're doing is the ESG. And this is forcing companies to make content like this to push these agendas in order for them to get kickbacks and credit scores for their corporations, okay? So let me read a part of this. I might have it wrong, but I think this is why they're doing it, okay? And this is the corporate credit score. Let me go ahead and uh, pick out a couple of things here. ESG scores similar to China's social credit system designed to what? Transform society think tank director says now of course they have this guy right here who if you know you know new 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 world order 
Now, let me pick out a couple of things here. Major financial institutions and global organizations are using a corporate score system to keep a type of social credit system designed to influence behavior and transform society. According to a director of a conservative think tank. Now, the conservative think tank guy, this is from Fox Business. He's opposed to this, but he's going to be in opposition to tell you why he's opposed to this. And listen, environmental and social and governance, which is the ESG score, effectively grades social responsibilities for entities ranging from corporations to governments. So Miller is a corporation. I think it's owned by, is it owned by uh, the Canadian beer company? But these people, this is a corporation. It says factors like reliance on renewable energy score sources or the strength of diversity policies can influence ESG scores. Am I buffering now? Yeah. New, 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 new world order. So these companies, remember I said social credit score is going to be the thing. All right. They, they buffering me now. They buffering me. Of course they are. All right. And so now they're saying that these companies are going to get scored based on what? Their strength of the diversity policies and or renewable uh, energy sources. It says right here. Uh, the, uh, the point is to transform all of society, not just to transform what happens inside the walls of some big corporations. This is according to Justin Hawkins, the director of the Socialism Research Center and editorial director of the Heartland Institute. And he says, Hawkins... Haskins, yeah, compares ESG scores to a social credit score being developed in China. And he says right here, the Communist Communist Party, the China Communist Party, announced a moral ranking score system in 2014 that monitors individuals, government organizations, and companies and ranks them based on their social credit, okay? Right, based on the social credit. And this is, I don't believe that ESG scores are really being used for the reason that they say they are. I think it's mostly about controlling society and about pushing a left-wing agenda. So remember when I've been talking about this, right? I've been saying, I've been, say, I, I, I've been saying these social credit scores are going to be a thing. And when this thing came out about ESG, I even talked about it. I said, look, they're bringing social credit score. There was actually a guy that's on our locals, and he said, guys, this has nothing to do with personal credit score. Uh, social credit score, and he actually ironed out a couple things, and he tried to pick out. He says, where in the article does it say personal credit score? But what we didn't understand was this was not the personal social credit score. It was for the companies. And now when you see these commercials, you're going to know what it's about because these companies are going, okay, well, let's just say a company, they might be doing things not good for the environment. But they can boost their ESG score by doing social campaigns, right? We can boost that up. And we don't want to be at the bottom of the list. They know they don't want to be at the bottom of the list because they're being measured. Hey, you didn't do enough for diversity. You didn't do enough for this. So now, boom, we got to make an effort to show that we're trying to create social change, right? And so our ESG score is not affected. And it says right here, um, he pointed out that several major organizations driving the push to expand ESG scores influence include the World Economic Forum and the International Business Council. Guys, this is stuff is not a secret. And initially, 
Initially, corporations paid outside firms to grade their ESG standing in order to draw socially uh, socially conscious investors, but the metric has since expanded. So people who want to invest the money in our companies, if your ESG score is low, you can't get the outside investors. Okay. So th this is a money thing. This is about money, not just money from the consumer, money from the investors, money to stay, keep your stock high, money for the people who, uh, you know, them boys who want to uh, give you the money. All right. Let me see here. Let me see if I can go here and pick another thing out right here. Here we go. Haskin believes that ESG scores will soon apply to individuals, right? Once they get to this part, they'll do the individuals that well. If you want to transform society through a social credit scoring system, you can do a lot of that through corporations and banks and financial institutions and Wall Street. But at some point, you probably are going to have to apply that to individuals as well. So the guy that says, hey, this doesn't apply to individuals, I say, not yet. This is the first step. And so Biden actually got this initiated into action, and I called it out immediately. I was like, oh, boy. This is the step one. All right, so uh, you guys see what's happening here. And um, so let's go back and review the commercial. Let's go back and review the commercials just so you can see what's up. But this is what we have. When, when you don't understand it, you're like, why are they doing this? No, it's not working. They're losing money. They have to do it. Here it is right here. They have to do it. He says, better watch them IB, IG comments. Yep, they're, they're watching them. Here we go. Here's a little known fact. Women were among the very first to brew beer ever. All right. Um, I don't know how you back that up, but I'm going uh, to probably say it's not true or it's probably true because they were working in the field. All right. But I'm assuming some ninjas had something to do with it as well. But that's a pretty bold statement. That's a pretty bold statement. Here's a little known fact. Women were among the very first to brew beer ever. I mean... We already know, and that, that, that cannot be possibly true, but let's continue. How did the industry pay homage to the founding mothers of beer? They put us in bikinis. All right, and so here we go right here. Look at this right here. More corporate chicken bock from this person right here. Look at this. Oh, they put us in the bikinis. They degraded us. Ay, ay, ay. And of course, this worked. It was a selling point, and it used to work back in the day, but the, these people don't want this objectification anymore. They just do the objectification on their own and get their own money. That's called empowerment. But look, take a look at this over here. Take a look. Take a look. Take a look. Let's continue. I mean, this is this is I always talk about racial ambiguity, but this this is ambiguous on a whole nother level. There's everything about this is ambiguous, but let's continue. Wow. All right. So, uh, yes, if you like girls on posters and Hooters girls and girls in bikinis you're objectifying us let's continue look at this wild yeah wow this is uncalled for like we don't see this on instagram tiktok like we're not seeing this like only fans doesn't exist <laughs> right like we're not seeing janelle monet put her entire titty out like women are putting areolas on the internet look at this stuff this is wild <laughs> mm. How is this wild? I'm just asking you. This is pretty much tame compared to the day standards. This is pretty tame compared to the day standards. 
Here we go. Wild. It's time beer made it up to women. All right, we got to make it up. We got to make it up to y'all. Why? How? How are we going to make it up? We're going to throw all of this away. We're going to collect it all and, and turn it into, of course, she said, shit. Let's continue. So today, Miller Lite is on a mission to clean up not just their shit, but the whole beer industry. All right, we're going to make you forget about this. Uh, we're going to burn the books. We're going to erase the past. We're going to give you the flashy thing. We're going to give you the flashy thing. We're just going to erase the past. All right, we're, gonna, we're not going to... We're not going to hold on to this. And by the way, people might have this as memorabilia and they're going to encourage you to send them the old memorabilia from bars, man caves and so forth and so on. That's a, this is what this campaign is talking about. Send in your old Al Bundy catalog, your biggins, send in your Miller Lite memorabilia, send in your bikini, send in your Swedish bikini team, send it all in. We're embarrassed. All right, here we go. It's Miller Lite has been scouring the internet for all this and buying it back so that they can turn it into good for women brewers. All right, and so, yeah, we look, we're going to get it all back. Hold up, let's go back. We scouring the eBay. Look at this, racially, amb I'm sorry, ambiguous. Ambiguous, ambiguity all over the place. Uh, we're scouring the internet and eBay, buying it back, and they're going to tell you what they're going to do with it. We're going to make it up. For women brewers. First, we turn the bad into compost. First, women brewers or the brewing industry? I mean, the brewing... This is a farmer. This is not a brewer. All right, but here we go. First of all, we're going to take your catalogs and we're going to make it into compost. Then we're going to feed it to worms. Th listen to them. Now we feed compost to worms. Push out beautiful fertilizer. Now it's going to make fertilizer. Some calendars. This is this is not going to happen. I'm just letting y'all know. But we're going to we're going to we're going to shred the calendars, make it into compost, feed it to worms and worms. That good shit helps farmers grow quality hops. None of these people going to be out here, bro. But anyway, which has been donated to women brewers to make their own really good shit. All right, so we got to make it what women brewers? Like the, this is going to be a small percentage. I'm just wanting to know what percentage of women brewers are there? I, I got to know. This is a low percentage. But we're going to, of course, ESG score. We got to. I, dude, this is like trickery. This is like deception. So we're only going to benefit the women brewers? Why not the men? Anybody? All right, here we go. But there's definitely more shit out there. All right, there's more of it. You just ain't turned it over. Now, guys, this is also the scary thing about this. This is also could be an easy campaign for firearms. Just letting y'all know. Like, just take this campaign and make it firearms. See, what we're going to do with the firearms is you'll turn it in. We're going to scour the internet. You'll turn yours in. Turn yours in for a great benefit for women firearm owners. All right, turn yours in, and then we'll make it in the compost. <laughs> Jesus. And then we'll be all happy. Everybody will win, right? This will be the same campaign. What the hell? All right, let me see here. In your attic, in the garage, in your parents' basement. Yep. Send any shit you got into Miller Lite, and they'll turn that into good shit, too. See that? Turn your guns in. Turn them in, too. All right, turn those in, too. We can use those. We can take the brass. We can empty out the gunpowder. Oh. So here's to women. Because without us, there would be no beer. Now, I don't get why we're, first of all, it's beer. All right, first of all, it's beer. We're talking about beer. Like, I can see 
if it was something else. But I'm saying men are overwhelmingly the ones that drink beer. All right. And some shit like Miller Lite and Bud Light. This is going to be men. Women might drink designer beer. Right. Some for some, um, you know, but, you know, they're not going to be on beer. They're going to be on wine or something like that. If they would have did wine on this one, maybe. But why is this against, you know, men against women thing? And we're going to push up women. Well, you guys got the explanation. It has to do with these companies have to they have to do this. And there are people funding this to drive a change socially. I'm going to put it back on the board right here, just so you know. And when these people go to these meetings in Switzerland and stuff, this is what they discuss. About travel. I don't want him on here. Drug stores. The answer is all. This is what they do. And these athletes are paid agents as well. Athletes and actors, they paid as well. Just so you know. New, 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 new world order. These ninjas will take money. They'll just take the money. They don't give a shit. And they'll be somewhat insulated against it as long as they don't get canceled. All right. But they're quick to get canceled. So that means they don't want to lose their money. So they're going to tap dance. They're going to shuffle. They're going to do whatever they need to do. They ain't going to ask no questions. They're going to do the tap dancing and the shuffle. I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man. What you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. They're not here for you and your entertainment anymore. Now, um, you know, in the event they don't do anything funny, so that it's because they don't want to get canceled. All right. And they're like, look, if you don't laugh, it is what it is. The normies are going to laugh. Let's get uh, how far are we? Two hours and 14 minutes. Can we save relationships between the community? All right. Uh, here we go. We're going to just do a couple of videos and do a quick review. And black men and black women in particular. This is a woman says why modern marriages are not in wait why modern women are not interested in modern marriages or marriages in general here we go feels as though marriages have always been the responsibility of, of women, women to sustain a hundred percent when when we think about all the things that marriage is supposed mm. to provide us security safety mm. a sense of um just a sense of identity mm. you would think that when as marriage is posed as something that's around partnership mm. The reality is for a lot of women, both in their personal experience, but also just socially and the conversations that we have, it feels like women have to do extra yeah. to keep this marriage yeah. sustaining. Yeah. Women have to be obviously the um, caretakers. They often they have to be the the, the nucleus of yeah. the family. They need to hold it down when things are happening. Yeah. And men, you know, go off to conquer the land yeah. and all of these kind of things. And it's tiring, yeah. especially when it feels as though women are now affording themselves security, yeah. affording themselves the side of the bargain yeah. that traditionally traditionally yeah. men were supposed to provide and if there is no negotiation because marriage is supposed to be about negotiation constant negotiation if there is no negotiation then it really feels as though marriage is a loss to women and i think of some of the most recent statistics and thinking about like male loneliness and mm. how well they do in marriage mm. but then when you look at the statistics for women in marriage a lot of women in long-term relationships statistically speaking oh, are actually less well. happy they're, they're unhappy good. they are more likely to suffer from you know mental health yeah. issues they are more likely to feel um overwhelmed they are yeah. more likely to feel um frustrated yeah. it feels why well why they want to get married then like, like that's my ask that's my question they're asking for it and they are like i'm interested in it but why they want to get married if they're going to be mental health they're unhappy all right uh all of the things that they talked about why y'all wanted it all right and the the complaint that i found the funniest in this is uh she's talking about what was tiring well we have to do more of the work as the man goes out hunts and gathers and conquers the land 
was the opposite of what she had to do, which is odd. While he's out there trying to survive, live, try not to get beat up, try not to get killed, trying to take out by soldiers, assassinated. <laughs> While he's out there risking his life and his neck and limb, life, it's hard on us. It's harder, right? We have to do so much. It's so tiring. Oh, my Lord. Yikes. All right. But hey, listen, if that's how they look at it, that's how they look at it. Let's go to the next one. We're not going to spend too much time on these because, again, most of what they're saying is going to be wrong, but it's based on their feelings, right? If they feel that way, then it's correct. And women aren't loyal to anything other than their feelings. We've discussed that for quite a long time. Their feelings trump everything. As long as their feelings say this, then it is what it is. There's no amount of facts. There's no amount of seeing it the other side. There's no amount of data, statistics, moon charts, quasars, stars, and everything. There's no, if the, they're not loyal to your looks, they're not loyal to your money, they're loyal to their feelings. And thus, if that's what it is, it is what it is. Let's continue here. Uh, if their feelings change, they're loyal to those. There we go right here. Black wives, college graduates, more likely than other wives to be in egalitarian and breadwinner wife marriages. Look at this. I don't want to hear about black women all of a sudden waking up being gold diggers ever again. It's not true. There should be no more discussions about black women's financial desires, about black women refusing to date or marry men who make less money, about black women not wanting to contribute to the household. This should be the end of it. Put it to bed. All right. All right. That's that. Black all right. And so here's what she's basing this. Black wives. And so she's saying black women aren't gold diggers because overwhelmingly the men that they have access to by their own personal choice are um, they make less money. All right. And they're less educated. All right. They're still they're still resting on that. I mean, I don't know why that's turning out to be a negative more than it is a positive, but it's a positive for them individually somewhat. All right. There are some trade offs that they're making for that. Right. But then also then also. uh they're also the least married, least paired up and tend to be uh, have children that they're bringing into future relationships. So I don't know why they can't get off of that. Um, and this is more you ninjas ain't shit. This is essentially that. And the fact that we only can pick from a group of men that are less than us financially and education wise, it, it, it's a situation where they say there's no reward in this. So might as well not do it. Good luck. Good luck out there, gentlemen. Good luck. It's a sad situation here. We're speeding through these. We have another group of women here. Everybody's got themselves a podcast, but I'm not against that. There's another group of women that are going to say something probably interesting. All right, so here they are. Let's see what they're saying here. It says, good moms, bad choice podcast. And I'm a mom. I can't really choose myself without feeling guilt. The first big opportunity that I ever had, I'm like 21, 22 years old. And he was with our like 13 month old son while I was gone. There were so many people who were like judging me. Those are the same women who complain so much about not, not choosing themselves. themselves. Baby, here's your Smile. Shame guilt. You get them together in the little blanket. If you choose yourself, you're a selfish bitch. My baby daddy was like, you're indebted to this baby. And it's like a way to control you. Insinuating you're a bad mom. What do you mean this little baby's more important than me? I'm yeah. a baby too. I'm just a 
kid trying to have my dreams come. Yeah. <laughs> Choosing yourself is so fucking important. It changed my life, though. And the crazy thing is, like, if my son's dad got an opportunity to travel, it would be like, he's a provider. Like, he's a great father. Now that I'm a mom, I I don't know why. I mean, they constantly want what men have, but they don't want to do the same risk. You know what I mean? They don't want to do. It's kind of like the uh, equality and outcome. So um, they're constantly looking at what they what what they receive as opposed to what they have to do to get it. And uh, now they're saying, I mean, the one woman said it. She's still a child. She still wants what she wants out of life. But that didn't stop her from having a kid mm. <laughs> like you had the baby. Like, what do you not understand about that? Like, that's the same as a guy. He has a woman that has a baby on him, if you will. He still got to do take care of the responsibility. That still becomes a priority. He can't say, well, I'm still living my life. I still want to accomplish my dreams. He's still going to be pointed. Well, you still got to take care of these kids. Man, that is. Woo. And she's not a kid. She got the body of somewhat of a child right there. And most men would fold it up based on her age. It would be legal. But that's neither here nor there. That's not part of the discussion. All right. But that is what it is. And it will be completely fair, which sometimes I find it odd. All right. So uh, let's see here. We do have, an, I think, the same group of women here. All right. So we now, now we got the same group of women that are possibly maybe going to contradict themselves. Seems like their subject matter is quite popular. All right. Here we go right here. Let's play it. The black woman, like your number one thing is like, I'm not going to be a baby mama. Like it's yeah. it's like the number one thing on your list for some reason. There's this idea that we're less worthy because I have a child now and someone else is not going to want to commit to me or make me a wife because somehow now I hold less value because I have this other person. And like men don't suffer. Like that doesn't happen when men date. A guy doesn't go to a bar and fear to tell that, you know, I have a son or I have a daughter because it doesn't even click to his mind in his mind that that may devalue him in ways. I introduced my daughter to someone that I probably didn't need to introduce her to that ended up not being nice to her. I was trying to make excuses and understanding and be flexible. But ultimately, when it came down to it, I should have protected her better in that situation. I don't trust anyone around my child. If the children are meeting, that makes me more comfortable. I don't date on the weeks I have my kid. You want acceptance. You want your partner to be happy. You want them to feel comfortable. I do come with this little person and this little person can be a little brat sometimes, you know, and like they're not going to cooperate how you want them to. As women, we do, you know, when we're in relationships, we want to be chosen and we want to be loved. We will make excuses and we will bend our boundaries, even at the expense of our children sometimes. All right. They put that old music on the background to make it more dramatic. That don't know dramatic shit. Look, all three of them are single mothers. Right. So, like, what are you supposed to do with that? Um, the majority of men in the that would pair bond with them don't have any kids. So why are you putting him? Why are you putting that on the guy? They putting that on the guy for no damn reason. <laughs> like what? All right. And then they're saying I shouldn't introduce. So how many of these have you had? Um, and now you're saying you're being penalized as for having kids as a man is done. They're always comparing what they have and don't have based on what men have. What about what you have as an advantage? Well, when you tell them what they have in an advantage as a double standard, they'd be like, well, it is what it is. All right, they don't play fair when it comes to this. Do we got two more clips? Oh, boy, goodness. All right, uh, uh, let's see which one of these I can do without. Let's let's go to this one right here, and then we'll get to uh, the main event topic. I can't take much more of this. I can't. I can't take much more of this. All right, here we go. Let's see here. Let me see if I can refresh and then get the volume set. All right, she looks like she's 
angry about something. Let's continue. A lot of women. You could have had a good man. You didn't want him because he was a cornball. You go, you 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 mess around with a bozo, have a baby by the bozo, and after you have a baby by the bozo, now all of a sudden you want to spend the block to the nigga that you didn't want to begin with. There are, and I'm not saying all, but there are a lot of single mothers who go after weak men. Right. So you women will, a lot of women will tell you all day, oh, being a stepdaddy is honorable. And a lot of them, they know damn well that man ain't going to get nothing out of it. They know damn well that they can up and leave, take half of his income, get get uh get alimony, depending on if they are able to swindle him into legally adopting the children, they can put him on child support. In certain states, you don't even have to put them, you don't even have to have the man legally adopt him. If you can prove that he played a father figure role, you can put that man on child support. When men decide to take on responsibilities that are not theirs, they're taking a very big risk. I do not, me personally, because I can only speak for me, I don't, I do not see how it's worth it. When Women are usually the ones that leave the relationships. Imagine getting into a relationship with a woman. She got a child. You become attached to the child. Then she up and leave. Knowing you got an attachment to that child. And then she look at you and say, you're not your kid. No way. Well, I mean, that's a lot of truth in the, that uh, part of the conversation. Of course, that actually goes against what the other women were saying. And, well, you know, uh, what they want to sound is very inviting when it when it starts i want to invite you in and i want to show you and i want you to know my kid and sometimes i want to introduce you and the kid's not going to cooperate and we just have to work with that you have false expectations we'll heal it we'll teach you how to do it we'll just plug you in instant ready mix we'll plug you in and blah 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 but guess what that's just the first three months the rest of it is what this woman's talking about there's a massive risk in this undertaking so people who want to make it sound pleasant and that it's no big deal. And all you got to do is act right and have your mind right and just plug yourself right in. Instant ready mix. They're misleading you. There's a lot more complicated issues related to this. And this woman just ironed those things out right there. Like, you know what I mean? You're putting bad expectations on men, making it sound easy. And it's not. It's not as easy. All right. A lot of a lot of these people have things to say. Let's get to the last subject matter. Then we're going to move on um, to the super chats. Are high-value men and women actually overrated, all right? Are they overrated? Well, um, you guys know I don't uh, consider the topic of high-value men an actual topic because nobody can define it, although Kevin Samuels came close to it when he adopted the term. And it wasn't a term he created. It was not, but it was a term that he adopted and made very popular in our culture. And thus, he had a very specific standard of what constituted a high status or high-value men, all right? So um, I don't believe in the... I don't believe in the in his prescription, nor do I believe in anybody else's. And I often find it interesting that nobody can define what it is. All right. Um, it is also something that people will chase. And once you get the status of the high value man, you still can get rejected like a mother sucker out here because you don't have the physical attributes that she might look for. That many women might not look for. They can say, well, he got that, but I just can't see myself with a guy like that. He's too ugly. He's too short. He's too fat. He's too black. He's too light. So does a high status man matter? Yes. Uh, people who have money and status, it matters. I agree. But the high value man concept, it's not been defined to a point where I accept what it is. Now, I tell people to go get what they want out of life. And that is based on your own validations and judgments of who you are. That's the free agent lifestyle. That doesn't mean don't go get money. But what I'm telling you is I don't understand what the high value man is or the high value woman. But I'll just use it as this. High value man make a certain amount of money and got houses and status and he's somewhat set. 
high value woman to date is going to be an attractive woman. That's what the definition is going to be. We're not going to make it anything more than that. We're going to keep it basic as to move on with the show. Those people are trading those two resources. Are they overrated? Now, we're going to use this first woman that's going to talk about a high-value woman. All right, a beautiful woman. Uh, let me see here. And this beautiful woman typically is going to use what she has, use what she has to attract a high-status man. All right, so let me see if I can get her here. Okay, let's get her up. So this woman's going to talk about a man that is a high value bringing a beautiful woman into a place where she did not belong because she was beautiful if she she fell on her face because she was not prepared to be in a certain environment. All right, let's go ahead and let her rip. I a gala the other night with my boyfriend and we ran into one of his friends who was there for business purposes and he brought this girl that he's dating. I've seen her a couple of times and this is no shade to the girl, but she's not educated. She's not particularly smart or interesting. I think she's an Instagram model, which is great. No shade to them. Love them. But this girl looked so uncomfortable at this gala. And the reason for that is because she looked really out of place. All the women, they were wearing gowns, they were wearing diamonds, and she had on this two-piece that had nothing to do with the type of establishment that we were in. And then in a couple of instances, we were in the same group having a conversation, and some of these businessmen would turn to her and, you know, ask her what she thought about the type of wine we were drinking, or where her thoughts were on Ukraine, or where she liked to ski during the winters. Let me tell you something, this girl had nothing to contribute. She didn't know anything about wine, she didn't know anything about news. She didn't know anything about current events. She didn't know where wealthy people go to ski. She didn't know anything that would prove some iota of culture. All right. And so she said the girl was not cultural. She didn't have any cultural. Um, she didn't have any cultural knowledge. She didn't have a knowledge to actually entertain a high value man. Although, though she said she was an Instagram model and pretty. Now, this also. He says, where was the date? Uh, it was cut off. She said an art gallery, a gallery. She said the date was at a gallery. So she went with her boyfriend and the friend of the boyfriend brought a woman who was a high value woman. Now, another woman might say, no, because you're just because she's attractive doesn't mean she's high value. But that's despicable. That's despicable because people are going to say she should be at least smart. But a woman that is attractive and smart is a dangerous combination. A woman that is smart and not attractive that's not a deadly combination. A woman that is also um, that is a, a mix of that, right? Who is attractive and not smart, deadly combination. But we also can say this: not many women can say they're high value and with and lack attraction. And a lot of people are making that mistake. You can't lack attraction and say you're high value and be smart. The same as many men can't say they're high value and be short. High value and be fat. So women would agree with that. Well, you got money, but you still have something genetically that I don't like. Therefore, you're not high value. And they'll bump you off the horse. But here's the problem with it. She's saying that the woman was just attractive. And I've been saying this for quite a long time. Attractive women have their place. Many times their place is on the leasing market. And thus, they do not. They're not able to get over to the other side because they lack culture simply because they've never had to improve themselves on these things. They never had to know what different wines are. They never had to be dressed appropriately in the right environment. Everywhere they go, they dress 
scantily clad or with tight form-fitting clothes. They go to a job interviews. They go to domestic violence court. They go to art galleries. And they they only got one trick pony is to dress like a skeezer. So thus, that person lacks depth. They also tend to be people who hover around bars and nightclubs in that because that's what they want to do. And that's where they get a lot of attention in freebies. But when it comes to, as she said, where do you go skiing? Do you go to Steamboat? All right. Do you go to, um, do you go to, uh, uh, do you go to Vail? Do you go to Idaho? Do you go to Mountain High? All right. Do you go up in Canada outside of Vancouver? Whistler? So when it comes to talking about these, the higher status men have access to these things. And of course, she's young, but she's beautiful, but she has an experienced life. When she goes to experience life, she wants to go to, she wants to go to Cancun. She wants to go, she wants to go to, uh, uh, she wants to go to Cabo. She wants to go to Jamaica and get throttled. So that's her vacation experiences. And she might not know and understand that if you want to be around these men, you're going to have to be exposed to these things. And if you don't find it interesting, which it can be boring to women like that. They're like, I don't want to go to ski. I don't want to go to go on a boat. They want to go on a boat, but they want to just go in the harbor for a couple of hours. They just going to go to the ocean and come back. They don't want to live the suburban environment. They don't want to do that. They want to turn up. They want to turn up. So when it's not turn up, they don't want to do it, but they, they forget that they're not getting the culture. And the culture of high-value men, if we just take it on the economics, these men ain't turning up. Only in Miami are they turning up. When they go to L.A., they ain't really turning up like that. Now, they'll be there, but they ain't turning up. High-value men aren't at bars and nightclubs. Only in certain areas, and that's a small, like, the competition is stiff. If a woman's targeting high-value men in those um, environments, right, they're in a cigar lounge with the VIP access, right? They're not turning up. So this is what happened when the cultures collide, where he just has money, and she just has beauty, that is going to be a collision course for disaster. That's not going to be enough. In fact, I actually saw a great show where um, there was a show about a boating company that they do trips and people can lease out the boat for a weekend or whatnot. And it was a guy, he owned like Tap Out or a, he, he owned a clothing apparel company. And he came with uh, his brothers and his brother's wives and it was him and his girl. Yo, that shit was tragic, dude. Like, she was just a piece of arm candy. She was just a piece of arm candy. I don't know what kind of value she brought. Other than that, she was like tall, thin, model S, bolt-ons, right? Hair extensions. Yeah, it was a white girl. And uh, I can't remember the name of the show. And that's all she did. And guess what? She held them up. They were going to go on little expeditions and outings. She was delayed curling her extensions. She was running late, putting on her makeup. Everybody was frustrated, waiting on her. And they always had to wait on her. And then when, when she came out, she, or, she offered nothing. She came out, oh, I'm sorry. Did you guys wait? I don't know how you get ready so fast. She was a flatback supreme. That's all she was. And she left. They ended up rushing to get off the boat. She was late. She was not a blonde. She actually had dark hair. Let me see if I can pull it up. But all she was was arm candy. Let me see here. 
fucking girlfriend. I think it was his wife. Let me see if it was his wife. I'll show you who it was. Here it is right here. Uh, let me see here. Th this was them on the show. Let me see if y'all can see this. Let me see if I can get a better picture. Let me click on the let me click, click on the picture. All right, what the hell, man? Let me let me be careful clicking on pictures and shit. <laughs> All right, hold on for a second. Let me be careful. I gotta I gotta be careful clicking on pictures that I haven't researched because otherwise the wrong picture will come up. All right, you guys see a little bit of the picture here. See if I can pull this up. All right, yeah, that's this is the picture right here. This her. Somebody said, "What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Nothing." Listen, <laughs> she was just that. That's all she had. That's all she had. Now on pictures, it looks great. He has the money, and he had a beautiful woman. But then when you seen them living, when you seen them having to do shit like order dinner, and she was completely just out of space, out in space. When they had to go on an interaction, she had to get the oil on the titties. She had to get the bikini right. They waiting on the boat like. Okay, they was just in, in real living. When it's anything but the arm candy, she failed. She was clueless. She disrespected everybody's time. She offered nothing. And she was sitting there dumb. She was just didn't know what was going on. She was clueless. And she made everybody late to shit. And so... As an individual couple, they could work out. But then once you go into real life, she was causing all kinds of problems. And everybody was pissed at her the entire time. The women were like pissed. She had no use. Yeah, she was useless. Absolutely useless. Somebody says, got to build her. Guys, <laughs> got to build her. A woman like that many times ain't trying to be built. They got everything they need to get what they want. Why would they go the extra mile? They're not going the extra mile. This is what makes women like this overrated. She'll destroy something before she builds something. Man, you do not go up in there and like, I'm going to build her up and teach her how to do what? Scramble eggs? Why? She can jump to the next ninja real quick. She can jump on the next boat real fast. She's not trying to get built up, bro. She said... Mm. This is how she comes. Batteries not included, Ninja. Batteries not included. So she was just kind of just useless. You got to see the show. So what happens was you guys don't realize that, yeah, it's beauty. It's beauty. But after that, there was nothing else. There was nothing else. And sometimes these people are just better off in the least category <laughs> rather than making this up and frustrating yourself. Guys, you can't even build up sixes and sevens let alone a person that has got this position right now. I'm going to go look up his net worth. All right, he's a builder up. Bro, no, 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 let me see. Let me see what his net worth is. Because they had money at that time, net worth. I don't know what it was. I don't know how old the show is. We see here, $30 million, $30 million. All right. And who is she? Who is she? Uh, it sounds like they have four kids. Let me see who she is. Is that her? No, that ain't her. All right, I'm looking up some of them in the back here or in the back end. Yeah, I can't see. I can't see. She's just a name. All right, she's just a name. I think she was a model. I think she was a model too. I think she was a model. But anyway. But all you're doing is if you build her up, you're building her up for the next next guy. All right, because as soon as she's done with the building and the challenges you're putting in front of her, She's like, it's much easier to go somewhere else. 
And trust me, another guy will take her as is. Okay, so now that is on the guy end. I find that attractive women are nice. They're nice to look at. They're somewhat don't have depth. They believe they have um, culture, but most of the culture they got was given by another man who built her up. Right? The guy that says, I'm going to build her up. And then he says, I'm going to take you to Vail. I'm going to take you to Whistler. I'm going to take you to Seamboat Springs. I'm going to show you culture. I'm going to teach you wine. I'm going to take you to the nice restaurants. Right? I'm going to take you to the yacht. I'm going to put you on the boat. I'm going to take you to Europe. I'm going to. So another ninja built her up. And then here you go. Once she was done or once he was done with her, here you go. And then what do you do? You take her to Napa. You take her to Temecula. You take her to wine country. You show her this. You give her the front row seats. You give her the VIP treatment. You build her up. Guess what happens? You're done with her. She leaves when you challenge her. Boom. (laughs) So you build her up for somebody else. And that is called inadvertently raising a woman's sexual marketplace value. All right. You inadvertently raise her. You give her the breast implants. You give her the makeup. You give her the money, access to money. You buy her the hair extensions. You give her that you raise her sexual marketplace value only for her to go boom, right to the next ninja. <laughs> All right. And that's what happens. I hope you have enough money to build up another woman. Okay. Now, let's go to the to the uh guy. There's a woman that says high value men are overrated. We're gonna hear her out. Oh, by the way. <laughs> Uh, this is a rapper, popular rapper. Somebody shared this picture with me. Maybe you can let me know what you think. Um, this is a popular rapper. I don't know who it is. Maybe you can identify him. This is his three girlfriends that he might be uh, pushing out here and saying that, uh, look at me, I have three girlfriends. Uh, use your own judgment here as to, you know, we can rate them. I'm, I'm assuming... Let's just assume they're smarter than a whip. <laughs> All right. They're super duper smart, y'all. Um, I don't know what more value that uh, I have no idea. Maybe these are three lawyers. Maybe these are three accountants. Maybe this is a lawyer, an accountant, and a nurse. I have no idea. But what, what do you guys think here? What do you guys think of this particular people here? He definitely got a type, and it is a type that is lazy i mean good lord have mercy they are thicker than thick uh but what do you guys think what do, what do you guys think i mean you know it is <laughs> but you know he's quite proud of himself you know what do you think now what do you think now if these young women have access to this guy he's a popular recording artist he would be a high value man for these women and these women are saying yes we'll share For the meantime, we'll share. Now, what's going to happen when they lose him? And they are certainly going to lose him. What's going to happen when these girls come back on the marketplace? They've been exposed. They've been built up. They've been exposed to a certain lifestyle. Uh, The guy's tall. He's not probably in the biggest, fittest shape, but he's not in bad shape. He ain't in bad shape. He's not in the best shape, but he's not in bad shape. He looked like he can jog about 100 meters. In 25 seconds, but you know, he looked like he can do about 10 push-ups. He's not disabled. But uh, what do you think here when these girls come back off the marketplace and they say, "No, nah, I, I, I'm accustomed to a certain 
status. I'm a accustomed to a certain life. I'm accustomed to a guy that's six foot two. You gotta be six foot two, and you're like, but I'm five foot ten with abs. So what? They want a guy that's six two. This guy might be bigger than six two because this looks like a big woman right here. She looks like she's at least like five seven, maybe even taller than that, five nine. But uh, what do you think of this picture right there? So when they come back on the marketplace, they're going to have a different palette. And they want a certain access. And then you're going to look at them and say, come on, man, you guys are despicable. But they're going to say, no, I've already had a high value man select me. Therefore, it's set at this rate. It's set at this market. All right. Can you guys smell that picture? Smell it. I can smell it. I can smell it. All right. Um, last here. Here it is. This young woman here, and we're going to use her video and appreciate her. This is like a girl girl next door, and I would say she's at the average or slightly above average, which is fine for women. You don't have to be an 8, 9, or 10 on the looks category. This woman's running about a 6, a smooth 5-plus going into 6 category. She's cute, and um, I like the plain Jane, the girl next door, more than the straggle, all right? Even more than... Uh, Instagram models, just from my experience, I tend to go this way. I tend to go this way and treat these women, but doesn't mean they're better women. I'm going to just let you guys know. Doesn't mean they're better. Doesn't mean they're better. I'm just saying, I know the other ones can be overrated and there's a lot more work and the work is not worth what you're going to get back in return. So I tend to go this route and there's still dangers ahead of this. So anyway. She's going to say high-value men are overrated, and I think she got an engagement ring to show you. Here we go. In the femininity space online, the buzzwords high-value man and high-value woman are tossed around a lot. We tend to value what men find attractive because we know that we need to embody at least some of those things in order to attract an attractive, quality man and maintain a healthy marriage. Fair use. I receive tons of comments from women who say that we shouldn't care about what men find attractive and they'll literally say, and I quote, you're focusing on all this femininity stuff, but your husband will still cheat on you and I bet I could get him to cheat on you. Firstly, I always think project much and then I think, okay, well, come back to me in 30 years and tell me how that worked out for you and then I promptly delete the comment. All right, so she's got a battle between women who are projecting in her opinion who are, I think women worry about men cheating way too much. I know. Um, women worry about men cheating way too much. In fact, um, I get it. I understand it. I understand what monogamy is. And I understand why men worry about women cheating. To me, it makes sense. And I'm not a woman, so I can't really say. But it is oftentimes you will find that a man that fornicates outside his marriage will probably not leave you. <laughs> right? I'm just letting you know right now. The likelihood of him leaving you is slim to none. Now, um, a woman that cheats on a man, the likelihood that she leaves you is 9 out of 10. There's a 9 out of 10 chance that that woman is going to leave you if she decides to jump on another salami. But I'm not using that as justification for cheating. I'm just using that as a, as a potential narrative that can be talked about and explained and debated. All right, but listen. Uh, it's neither here nor there. Let's go. So I completely understand why this community emphasizes being of high value, but I actually think pursuing high value men 
is overrated. People, of course, have different definitions of high value man, but the most prevalent definition I see online is a guy just being an above average earner with a high status. That's essentially how Kevin Samuels, may God have mercy on his soul, and the red pill manosphere collective talk about high value men. And be, care be careful, my young lady, be careful. Fact, Kevin Samuels. Fair use. Samuels had six specific factors that he used to qualify a man as high value. If you're a high value man, then you, according to him, have to, one, make at least $120,000 a year. All right. So let's just take that right there on the high value man. First of all, that's going to eliminate damn near all of us. We all eliminated on this. 120 a year. I mean, come on, man. I mean, that's going to eliminate a lot of guys. So, um. But but there's a caveat to this. This also eliminates blue collar workers because the genetics and the the social status is going to be defunct. Right. It's not going to be a that's going to be a way to wiggle out of it. Well, I want him to make one hundred and twenty K, but he he's a garbage collector. He owns a right. He's a bus driver. He he needs to drive the bus. But no, he or he needs to own the bus, not drive it. But but he drives the bus and he makes one hundred and twenty. Well, no, that ain't enough. All right, let's keep going. Two, for at least the past three to five years. Three, have group acceptance from other high-value men. Four, network with other high-value men. Uh, this could be dangerous. This could be dangerous for, for, for women. Um, the reason why this could be dangerous for men is because, which I understand what he's talking about, Kevin, here, but the danger of this is monkey branching, right? Because you Because she looked for certain qualities when you introduce her to your network of high value men, those qualities also exist in those guys as well. Right. And we just kind of talked about that. Sorry, my mic is low. Right. Okay. So you, you have those qualities and then you introduce her to your network. These guys have the same qualities as well. And at that particular point, what's the, what's the likelihood that she might leave you as you built her up very highly likely if she's only looking for these qualities. All right, let's continue. Five, have the reputation as a high value man, meaning having your income and public image linked. And six, have utility, meaning that you're useful to others. Being Those are the high value men. So I'm glad we, we he's had these definitions out. Let's continue. Being a high value man in this vein has very little to do with character. If a man makes a lot of money, what that essentially signals is, unless he's a nepo baby, is that he's competent, he's disciplined, he's a hard worker. And those are all, of course, valuable traits. I am not here at all to say that you should want a man who's incompetent, undisciplined, and lazy and makes no money at all. What I am saying is that if you are an average young woman in your 20s or 30s and are looking for men in the same age group, there is an infinitesimally small chance that you're going to find a man. All right. And so this is where the race to the uh, men, women sharing men happen. So you, with the previous picture, three women were willing to share that guy in that age group because he was a high value man, but it took three women to be in a relationship with continuing in your age group who makes six figures, let alone a 
wholesome man who wants to be monogamous who makes six figures. The average 25-year-old man in the US at least makes $40,000 a year. The average 35-year-old makes $60,000 a year. And this is probably before taxes. Only about 10% of men in the US at least make six figures. 10%. And you better believe that most of those men are not that young. It takes time to get that kind of income. They're probably at least 45 years old, if not in their 50s. And unless you want to have a pretty large age gap marriage, I'm talking 10 to 20 years, which most people don't want because they want to experience all the different seasons of life together, then you should probably consider more regular so-called average men. I all right. So there you go right there. So um, let me see if there's a couple of other points. She's talking about realistic standards. And so she's saying the high value men are going to be out of your age range more than likely unless you get the rapper there or the basketball player. And then she says there's also the caveat that if that guy is young and have available resources and qualifies for that, you're going to be sharing him. And that's probably not what you intend as well. And a lot of women will believe, hey, I have this guy. I have this basketball player. He's my boyfriend. And you're like, no, he's not. No, he's not. He's not. You're a concubine. Uh, but in their mind, that's not true because they have access to his FaceTime and text messages and so forth. And they might even know in the back of their mind he might be cheating. And if he does, doesn't matter. I got still some gifts, trips, vacations, access to him. I got the ability to have status, claim him, be seen with him. And that might be a good enough trade off. And it's sad because then what do middle value men get? What do men, what do middle value men get? Well, this is what she's going to talk about. Let's see what she talk about here. Uh, let's see. Realistic stand standards. High value man pitfalls. When you're with this kind of powerful man, there's a higher risk that he's going to be unfaithful as he may have a bigger ego. And there's no shortage of beautiful women who actively want to be with him for the same reasons. And, right, and so, yeah, this is typically what happens to black women. Of course, I think they want a small, small population of men with all of the available women available to that guy. Obviously, it's going to be difficult to hold that man down unless he's just in that position of life. And a worldly man has beautiful women throwing themselves at him. Being faithful to one woman is more difficult and less enticing. I'm not saying these beautiful women are causing men to sin. When you sin, it is entirely your fault. But there are more temptations surrounding high-value men, which is why men in the Manosphere and Red Pill Collective weirdly try to reason that it's not unethical for a high-value man to cheat or to have a high body count. I'm not um, um, no, we're, I don't think, well, listen, I'm not, I'm only speaking for myself. I'm not talking about ethics when I talk about fornication, but let's continue. I'm not saying most high value men cheat, but there is a higher proportion of them cheating. So even if you do want to attract this kind of man, there is competition. And even if you do settle down with this type of man, you very well may not experience as much peace in the marriage because you are keenly aware of the fact that he has many options who are more or less throwing themselves at him. And All right, so nothing kills people more than having a man that is uh, that they have to compete for. Also, if the man has no women competing for that, that man, right, uh, the woman might be turned off for that as well. Let me make a couple more points here 
She's talking about the regular guy benefits. Let's get to it. He did not marry a high value man, according to Kevin Samuels. He does not meet all of the criteria for being a high value man. He's high value to me, but he does not have it all figured out yet. And that's fine. Most men don't get their stuff together financially for a long time. Most men earn more as time goes on, but in their mid twenties, most men are not very high earners and that is okay. It does not mean that they're low quality and that they don't deserve a good woman's attention. Well, no, nah, I mean, yeah, I, well, what she's saying is actually true, but not a lot of women will want that as a const consolation prize. All right, let me see here. We do have a great comment section here. We're not gonna read all of these or any of these in fact, right? But this is the whole building a guy potential and you have women telling, um, other women don't date on potential. Nope. He got to be the complete package. He got to have this. And there's a lot of women, especially if they're attractive or they believe they're attractive, they believe that they do not have to wait. And the fact that they have actually had infield success, getting stat, getting some sort of attention from high status men, uh, having affairs, potentially having sexual affairs, getting a phone number, invited into VIP status. Then they, they they're thinking, I'm well within reach, so why give up now? This then turns into the the that's you syndrome. And that's you. All right, so enough about that right there. Um, you know, you guys thought I was going to go in on high-value men and women overrated. I was going to use her, her explanation as to determine that. And she went through a thorough – you can go see the video if you want. Um, I'll share her channel, and uh, her name is Jasmine Theodora. Uh, be nice to her. Go watch the video if you want to see the full video right there. Uh, fair use. Let me see if I can put it up there. There it is right there. Do not put it in the comment section. I don't want you guys to go there and on All Out Assault. Don't mention my name when you go over there. And uh, just tell her your opinion over there if you want to. All right. And so, uh, yeah, you might see a couple of people who agree with this. However, are they going to put this into practice? Very tough. Let's get to the Super Chats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So we got the, here we go here. True Black says, as I get older, purchase property and more net worth, I begin to understand why I have to cut some people out of the wheel because of their decisions. Shout out to you. And I read that one already. <laughs> Sligo is the sauce sponsoring today's show. I'm he says, I cut my family out of my trust. It's all going to two of my best friends. He says, I've gone out of my way to make sure my brother doesn't get a penny. Not one red cent or his doo-doo bird daughter. <laughs> mm. Hey, you might have to give her one cent. Rush Limbaugh said um, a long time ago, he stopped going to debates because he realized they were just setups. They probe for weak spots to embarrass you. Rest in peace to Rush. And, indeed, I know what debates are. And most people that have offered to debate me have never been worthy of me even paying attention to them because I know what it is. I mean, you can basically see what they're trying to debate and they're they're prodding you. And then all of a sudden they'll give up the ghosts and you'll be like, oh, I see what you're trying to do. Right. <laughs> I see what you try to do. You're trying to take that, trying to take that low hanging fruit. Right. You're trying to twist and turn my words. You're trying to. Yeah, I see what you're trying to do. So I, I'm not a guy that debates after I actually said this as well. I didn't come here to debate ninjas. Like men, I did not come here to debate men. I didn't build my platform up. I don't even want to debate women. <laughs> yeah they be and, and i've never seen somebody doing better than me offer a debate like i've never seen nobody doing better than me in life better than me on the platform better than me and 
any I've never seen any of these ninjas. I always see dudes that are either here or below clout chasing. Every time I click on a channel, I got way more views. Well, he got more subscribers. You mean bots? Never. I've never seen somebody reach down from the heavens with millions of subscribers like, man, I need to I need to bring you on my show. <laughs> There's never anything they offer to me back. I want to debate you, bro. Let me pull up your YouTube channel. No subscribers. So I'm benefiting you more than you're benefiting me. Like, what benefit do I get to be right? Like, the, the likelihood that I'm right is the only benefit. And then I got to, okay, I'm already right. Now what? <laughs> I'm already right. What else do I get? So you can chop it up, chop it up. Everybody else could chop the shit up and put it on their channel. Like when I debated a feast, people chopped that shit up, put it on their channels, made AdSense. You know what I got from it? Zero. Mm. I mean, I got a little status out of it because I, I, I performed well in a non-scheduled debate that I was supposed to look bad. They actually set me up to look bad, all right? Meaning like they had clips of my shit and you said this and you said that. And I was sitting there like, what? I'm sitting up there with a hoodie on. But what did I get? I didn't even get that many subscribers. And I have one of the biggest, biggest viral videos in, in October. I didn't, even get, I didn't even get subs out of it. What the fuck do I get out of it? I won. Well, I was going to win anyway. <laughs> right? So, yeah, I won the debate. That's what I got. Well, I, I was going to win anyway. So, I mean, like, I, I know that I'm going to win. But what else? <laughs> <laughs> shout out to you ninja i need some money all right show up man i need some money i ain't here to entertain y'all ninjas for free <laughs> Tara mcadam says rolled hafiz up like a backwood oh and it was on accident just imagine that it was on accident like i really didn't even know what i was walking into and i just sat up there and was myself so, but nah, nah, if it's mudslinging and shit like that, I'm never going to debate anybody or y'all going to have to make it worth my while. All right. The dictator says donated to the coach and debate fund and the baby mama terrorist fund. C3 Augustus says make them pay for them dusty finishes, right? He says make them play for them dusty finishes. 20K for the debate. Or is that finesses? 20K for the debate, 50K for the gatekeeper. He says make the debate special like a triple H, uh, WrestleMania match for sure. Y'all want to see something, get an auditorium, rent it out, put your insurance on it, set up the podium, get the moderator, had a cash on hand. Everybody know I'm a win, but at the end of it, <laughs> all right, at the end of it, y'all did just go have to come on, man. All right. Shout out to MC hamster says craft beer, small businesses, winning XX's drink wine. Yeah. XX's only women in the South and the mountains pound beer. All right, and he says, forget e -G ESG scores. Companies need CGA scores. They do, but they don't want to hear me. Midwest's finest says, Tulsa, even with their environmentalism, has a low ESG score because they don't F with Elon. It's all a word salad for control. New, 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 new world order. So no matter what Elon does, the ESG score puts him low because he's not socially... Nah, man, see, I tell you, man, that's crazy. Shout out to, I want to be like Mike with the co-sponsorship. Indeed. I'm rich, man. 
All right. He says, cutting my oldest daughter off. She's dating Pookies. Why not? <laughs> I mean, listen, I don't understand why people have these loyalties. Um, the thing about families is that, you know, if you've worked hard for them, they're supposed to benefit from the fruit, uh, fruits of your labor. But there's also conditions to this benefit. You can't just be like, screw you, kiss my ass and then get money. You can't just date pookies and become a single mother and, and do what you want to do and get tattoos and shit and, and get, you can't do that. You can't do that. So cut off, cut off. You gotta, you got you gotta have standards. Shan says the beer girl, uh, the beer soil girl. Can I see cut that bitch off? All right. Give, give me a second here. I'm going to get through these and catch up. Uh, yeah, use this phrase, man. Disown. I'm disowning you, Ninja. <laughs> Disown and move the hell on with life. Let adults be adults. Shout out to Faith. It says running behind coach due to a meeting, but saw the segment. Can relationships between black men and black women be saved? Some of these women are running themselves ragged by choice. Stop letting Jezebel's spirit of rebellion run y'all into the psych ward, ladies. Yeah, it's, it's easy to it's easy to say that. <laughs> I don't know, man. But they're making choices in their lives. And a choice to not participate is a choice. But they don't have the time on their side that many men do by taking themselves off the marketplace. We can say, forget it. We won't date. We can say, forget it. Passport bros. We can say, forget it. S-Y-S-B-M. S-Y-S-B-M. And you can say, forget it, MGTOW. And then come back and still have value added, <laughs> right? You can say free agent lifestyle for life. And then you can still come back and have value added. They, on the other hand, it's impossible. And I'm sorry. That's just what it is. We're going to call you up. Lamont James, he says, that's true what you're saying about people not caring when you get old. Even rich people fight over what the parents leave behind before your body is even cold. Your ish is sold. Yep. Don't think they caring about you, man, if you got stuff, man. Uh, they coming to visit you to make sure you did not get them out of their will, out of your will. They're like, I'm still in the will, ain't I? Come on, man. It is what it is. We're very disposable creatures, us men. But, um, yeah, we got our bam. Let me see here. Let me see if I can say your name. We got our man. We'll call you Rashid Wallace, says peace and blessings, my brother. Got a suggestion for you. The mouse utopia. I actually looked at that experiment. It is frighteningly accurate and paralleling what is happening in human society today. Stay strong, soldier. The Mouse Utopia. I actually was going to do a portion of the show about that, but I got to delve into it a little bit deeper. I think you sent me a video, and I checked out the video, but I want to delve into it a little bit deeper. The Midwest Finest, I got you, brother, and then I think I got everybody on Cash App. Let me check the old Cash App. All right, nothing happens over there. Nothing happens over there. What else we got over here? All right, yes, the number one stunner. He says, a postpartum depression woman can change a child's gender, though. It can't change the child's gender. Yep. So what if you have kids and we have the guy that had a kid, his wife was a pseudo psychologist and they divorced. She, he tried to have split custody. Then he changed the child's gender. She changed the child's gender. She said the child wants to be a girl. It was a boy. 
And so when the boy was with the father, he operated like a boy. When the boy was with the mother, he operated like a girl. Based on her decision-making, based on her analysis of what the boy said he wanted. Now, when the boy was with the father, according to the father, the, 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 um, the child never said, yes, I want to be a girl. Somebody remember his name. I met him in person. I met him in person. So um, somebody give me his name. I'm going to show you his name. This happens, dude. This is the stuff that happens, but they don't want the rib. They don't want the manosphere. So what happened was, maybe we'll go over it briefly. What's his name? I can't remember his name. Somebody, somebody know his name? Let me see here. This is a big case in Texas. She actually, no, it wasn't Domain. Wait, wait. Uh, Jeff, Jeff Younger, Jeffrey Younger, Jeff Younger. That's his name. Thank you. I knew I always need at least a first name. I always need a first name. So let me just show you here what happened. All right. And I did a stream on this, but I'll just briefly cover it right here. So this is Jeff Younger right here. He has a son. He got a divorce. The mother was a psychologist and he's spent a million dollars plus. He spent over a million dollars, and this is directly from his mouth to me. I met him and talked to him. He says, I've spent a million dollars on this case, one million. And he says, um, what happened was, let me see if I can go back. Let me see if I can go back to another link that will explain it quicker. So the mother ended up, uh, so let, let's see, let's see here. This went all the way to the Texas Supreme Court. And uh, so what happened was they got divorced. The mother said the boy wants to be a girl. And uh, the father said, no, let's keep him a boy. And when he's over there, he teaches them Christian values. He teaches the boy uh, to be a boy and do man shit, right? <laughs> and then when the, the boy's over there at the mom's house, they do girly shit. And he dresses up, she dresses the boy as a girl and dresses and all this shit. Well, he took the battle all the way up the Supreme Court. Let me tell you what happened. Initially, the judge supported his argument. The judge said, hey, you know what? Um... You know, you can't decide. We can't change his gender. They'll let the they'll let it go back and forth. Well, the woman fought it, fought it, fought it, and then got his custody ripped. So she fought so hard as to when it got up to this point, he lost custody of the child. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry, before that, and I know I'm not telling it right. Before that, before he lost custody, she got it so that he couldn't teach him anything of the Bible. Like he couldn't talk about the Bible Christian values or do man shit like they got that on the record so he can no longer do that he can't teach him he can't have him shoot firearms he can't have him play basketball he can't have him throw footballs he can't take him to a football game he can't teach him Christian values he can't tell him anything in the bible so that got on the court record then I think he viol he must have violated it because then he lost custody he lost custody of the boy then guess what the mother did the mother did this the mother moved their, uh, moved to California. The mother moved to California, which California has a law that actually protects the children who want to decide their gender against the parents so that now you can't interfere. So then once the mother moved to California, and I'm just paraphrasing the case. I'm sure he can do a better value word of talking, right? So then she moved to California as the laws protect her a little bit better. And then when the son has, when they have custody, the custody grows up, and, uh, the kid grows in California, and she wants to chemically castrate the boy. And let me see if I can pull that up. Like, she literally wants to chemically change the boys. He, she wants to modify the gender of the child. 
chemically. And he's trying right here. It says right here, and um, it says right here, after a years-long custody battle dispute over the son, who identifies as a transgender female named Luna, according to the, the wife, Younger objected to this and contends that the son identifies and acts like a male around him. In August of 2021, a Dallas district court judge granted the mom the custody, full custody, but a court order in October 2021 agreed to uh, by both parents states that neither parents may treat a child with hormonal suppression therapy, puberty blockers, or transgender reassignment surgery without the consent of the other parent. But California Senate Bill 107 prohibits the enforcement of an order based on another state's law authorizing a child to be removed from their parent and or guardian based on the parent or guardian allowing the child to receive gender-affirming health care and gender-affirming mental health care. Okay, so by her moving to California, a strategic move, it blocked, it blocked uh, the father from following the Texas court order. In light of the in light of the law, younger petitioned the state supreme court to order the mother to return the child to Texas before the California law became effective on New Year's Day, and the court agreed to consider the case before 2022. And the attorney general sided with younger in a letter on New Year's Eve. The Texas Supreme Court dismissed younger's petition, the father, saying that the appeal was both belated and unnecessary, and he dissented for the majority consider uh, decision. All right, and it says right there, I don't know what's happened after that. He can actually go in there and, and, and talk about the case, but uh, there you go. There you go. So be careful out here, gentlemen. It is not a game. Uh, you guys, somebody says do your due diligence and all this stuff. Um, that's not enough. Vetting's not enough. It's not. I mean, you can vet. You can look for red flags. You can actually anticipate things. Anticipating is a better solution than vetting because vetting, you can't tell. Postpartum depression severely changes a woman's psyche. So you think she's one woman, but then the postpartum depression depression kicks in and or medication or stress, anxiety, that all kicks in and she becomes a different person. Then you're going to have to work through that. And oftentimes, if you walk away and abandon, you get penalized. If you uh, continue to support and fight, it's going to cost you lots and lots of money. Okay, <laughs> it's going to cost you lots and lots of money. And sometimes it's worth paying the money than the fight for the kid. Although the kid, once the kid becomes an adult, maybe the kid is not mentally damaged. They probably are going to be. And then what's going to happen is they're going to blame you for not fighting. It is very tough. I'm not trying to get you guys um, away from these decision-making. I'm just trying to make you aware. Women make women aware of decisions when they get this far. Women talk about this. Why is it bad for me to talk about these possibilities? Because they really are going to cost you a lot of time and money if it goes south. If it goes south. Anyway, that's enough of this bullshit. And we got to get up out of here, man. Hit the like button and we'll be back on Tuesday for Tuesday Night Gordita out here. And that's you. Um, and here's a secret that many guys don't know, especially in today's day and age, is that women love nice guys. <laughs> we may not understand how much we love and appreciate them until we're a little older um, and we've gotten that sort of asshole phase out of our systems. Uh, I'd say by our late 20s, early, early 30s 
is uh, the point in our lives when we're just exhausted by the jerks and we have no time in our lives anymore for them. So we really start looking for men who uh, we know will be great long-term partners, aka nice guys, right? And that's you.